What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Well, get again, Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Q&E Podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. I feel like it's been a minute. We ain't been on here in a few it has, days. bro. We've been doing two a week. We've been doing like two pods a week. So like, yeah. you know the week, I ain't put out nothing yet. It do feel like we it. We, we got to put out some more entertainment stuff, though. So y'all y'all keep a lookout soon. We'll get back to doing about two pods a week. But right now, we just on our once a week sports flow type stuff right now. So. Yeah, we got one. We got one coming out with uh, an agent over the weekend, so that should be coming out next week. And we also got another entertainment one too coming out next week. So we're gonna have damn near three pods next week. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But the, the Lovecraft shit, it threw us off though. We got we had Lovecraft every Tuesday, and we ain't got yeah. it's like damn, ain't really no new shows to really jump on. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Nothing good as Lovecraft. At least. Definitely gotta gotta get on some more shows. Uh, I definitely gotta get on more shows because you don't put me on some stuff. Other people don't put me on shows, so I just gotta get to actually sitting down and watching stuff now. So that that's what I gotta do. Yeah, but bro, how you living in these times, bro? Election time coming around. Niggas talking about it's gonna be civil war, purge time. How you living? <laughs> Man, I I've been telling people this whole time. I'm like, look, I. I'm never the type of person to judge like negatively, like on what who you vote for, because you vote for who you feel, what whether I agree with you or not, you vote for who you feel is the best candidate with the best plan. I tell people all the time, don't vote for who you like. Like, don't try to like the candidate. You're never really gonna find a candidate that you like. But you have to go with who has the better plan. And the people who just don't vote at all. I just be like, bro, like, how can you just not vote? How can you not use your voice? And I don't think it's so much the people who don't vote for me. It's really the people who don't vote but have the most political opinions. Yeah, now nah, 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 I feel you on that. I feel yeah, you on it's that. It's like, man. how do you have such a strong opinion <laughs> on all this shit? And then, yeah. like, when everybody asks, so who are you going to vote for? Or, like, what what are you gonna do when it's time to vote? And they're like, oh, I ain't voting. I ain't said, that, shit, that. that shit pointless, man. It's pointless. That niggas gonna do the same thing. Just that the third is just like, bruh. I was just like, because no, it's so much stuff you can vote for that isn't even the president. Like you can, I tell people all the time, like vote for everything: the school board, the the ju- ju- the judicial area, the senators, the governors, the mayors, the the county sheriffs, like vote for all of that stuff. Don't just look at the presidency and think that's it. Cause that's the least effective thing when it comes to how certain things affect you personally. Mm-hmm. So do what you can in your city and your state and then work your way up to really caring about who the president is. But yeah. people who don't try to do that, I'd be so confused. Yeah. But I don't like how 
I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but I don't know how I feel about how big the media is trying to big up voting. Yes, voting is important, but I feel like the media is bigging it up as if it's the final piece. Like if you vote, oh, it's going to be changed. It's changed immediately after you vote. But it's like, no, voting is really just the beginning yeah. of what we're trying to get to. It's not even it's not even the end, but they're treating it like it's the end. It's like, no, we got ways to go. We're just trying to get old boy out of the office so we can get a fresh face in there and we can get some fresh plans going with his ideas. But we got to stop bigging it up like it's the end. And I feel like a lot of people people are taking it as, oh, we get Biden in there, oh, we good, we, we straight. But it's like, no, it's a lot of shit that still has to change even when Biden gets in there. Facts, facts. So that's, that's the thing that has to change, bro. And I feel like yeah, the media has really skewed the uh, the thinking in a way. And I be I be telling people that because some people are like, okay, so and it it's baffling me the amount of black people who like support Trump or think Trump isn't a bad person or a bad president or whatever. It is baffling to me. But a lot of them are like, okay, well Biden just is bad. So what y'all gonna do if Biden get in there and he don't do nothing? And I've been telling people this whole time. We as citizens, we have to start being accountable for stuff because we, I will admit, we did this with Obama. Obama was a good president. He's my favorite president, but Obama wasn't a perfect president. There were definitely things Obama could have done better when it came to the black community and how he could have helped us. But it was only so much he can do, and we all know this, though. It was only so much he can do, but at the same time, we didn't hold him to the same standard oh, okay. that we mm -hmm. held other presidents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like on a dead ass, bro. Like honestly, once Obama got in office, black people was just we like, thought we were straight. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't have to worry <laughs> we about we no straight. other politics. We didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. We was like, we got a black yeah. man in there. He gonna take care of everything. Yeah, and he got a black wife. Yeah, we ain't gotta worry about nothing. Yeah, we good. Bro. And we just went politically ignorant for like four to eight years. But we can't do that this time. Like this time, we have to hold Biden and Harris accountable because it, I was checking my phone. Nine times out of ten, they're gonna win the election tonight. By the time everything done, I think Nevada. I think Nevada was the one they waiting on. They say Georgia might flip too, so it was it was that that type of shit. So, so um, when they win, I really do feel like we need to keep the pressure on them. Like everything Biden was promising and saying he was gonna do, we as citizens we have to hold them accountable. We can't just shut up after the election over and just let them do whatever. We gotta press issues to them the entire time. And the same way they told Ice Cube, Ice Cube went to Trump and the Republican Party with the platinum plan because he said they didn't want to talk to me before the election. And let me but, say this. I still don't like how y'all was doing Ice Cube, bro. I yeah, still don't I, like I that don't shit. Either. I, little I, little Wayne and Ice Cube, I, I put in two completely yeah, different categories. two different categories. Because I, like, I feel like Cube came to Trump with a plan and he tried to go to the Democratic Party with the plan. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like Wayne just went to... Trump, I don't know what reason he had to put the Trump because he, he was, was saying just, some good shit. He was just uh he was just a rapper for Trump to say supports him. That that's all that I don't even want to get too deep in it. I was so disappointed because y'all know me. I'm a Wayne head. Mm -hmm. Uh but I've been saying for years, like I've been saying since like 2015, 2016, on a personal level, I probably would never want to meet Wayne like I said I used to. Um musically, I'm he gonna always be in my heart musically as one of the best ever, but on a Outside the music, outside the entertainment standpoint, I probably would not want to have a conversation with that man because mm -hmm. he's just he's just so far gone when it comes to racism yeah. and police brutality. But yeah. with Ice Cube, it was different. Like he actually had a plan. He was like, "Hey, this ain't the party I want to talk to, but they the exactly. only people that want to talk to me." 
Exactly. So if you take this opportunity. So since that party isn't going to win and Biden most likely is, Ice Cube need to present that plan again and be like, okay, now that y'all have one, can y'all talk to me now? And can exactly. we... And we get a Democratic platinum plan instead of the Republican one that I was trying to do. Yeah. We have to stay on their ass. We have to stay on Biden and Harris' ass with everything. We can't go politically dumb again for four to eight years. We can't do that. But how, how much can we hold them accountable when a lot of the shit really not in their hands, bro? Because even when they try to pass a bill, you already know the Republicans going to try to stop it in its tracks and shit like that. You know well, how I go. Honestly, we had a lot of Democrats win the... um win the house this year, win, win a lot of seats in the house of representatives and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So, and, and in the Senate too, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So we, we got a good amount of Democrats in there to make noise with certain decisions, as opposed to when Obama was in there, it was like, damn, they're one-sided with a lot of yeah. stuff. So we, I don't really want to hear the excuse of it's not going to be through Biden. It's going to be through Congress. Congress, we got enough voices in there right now to make some type of noise with certain decisions. But um, once again, I'll never try to tell nobody who to vote for. Like, you vote for who you feel you should vote for. But anybody who doesn't vote, I encourage y'all to vote because we see this was the perfect election to really show that your vote matters. Like, the fact that this is going on, like, a whole day later because these mail-in ballots were that yeah. important because the score was that close, this is the perfect example. I don't ever want to hear people say my vote doesn't matter. I don't want to hear that ever again. Because it, it really is down to the wire right now. Even though it's in Biden's favor, it's closer than we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true shit, bro. But how you feel about that? Niggas are talking about the purge and the civil war and all that shit. I feel that, like it's still going to be some shit go down after after these results come out. Bro. The, the purge tweets and posts, that, that was funny shit to me. I'm not going to no, lie. <laughs> but it was real. But I felt it at the same time. Because I feel like these Trump people finna go, go crazy when win Biden win or whatever happens, I feel like they're going to do some crazy shit. I mean, they was already kind of going crazy. In the bird, they was going crazy, but they was riding down the street, but I had to They was doing it too. Oh, they yeah. was doing it too. One of my coworkers, I was in work, and one of my coworkers came in, and she was like, she was late, and she was late because there was like a parade of Trump people in their trucks and all that with their flags and everything, and it's like, ugh. It is different from when Obama was running. It really is. I'm, I'm, I'm like, black people, black people, I ain't for a lot. Black people, we showed out. We showed out so bad when Obama yeah. was running, when Obama won. But we didn't do it the way Trump supporters are doing. We didn't do it this way to where we, white people, was fearing for their lives. We was doing it in a rejoiceful, revolutionary type way. These white people doing it like, yeah, we back in charge again. Yeah, like, that's, oh, what no, <laughs> that's what no, I'm saying. No, the vibe is totally different. <laughs> the vibe is totally different. That's what I'm saying, bro. Them niggas <laughs> riding down the street. They was, they was coming down the street deep. They was riding down 34. Yeah. I'm sitting in the parking lot, bro. They was coming deep. I don't like these niggas. I was wild, like, God, God put me in certain situations. Cause I'm like, please don't let me be one of these people that's in a video, like, having to deal with this confrontation. Please don't. Cause I will be in jail. <laughs> I will yeah. be in jail. Them niggas, they're crazy, bro. I promise. Yeah, man. But we can stick with the entertainment topic since we own it, bro. I want to hit on this Chris Tucker and what he was talking about with slave movies, man. Basically, what he said in a recent Chris interview Rock. was, it was Chris Rock. You said Chris Tucker. Oh my fault, damn, Chris Rock. You're right. Yeah. So Chris Rock was basically saying that uh, the movies really don't show the real 
what happened to slavery and what uh, racism really was and what the Jim Crow era was really like for black folks back in those times. Like the movies nowadays, like the Django's and things like that, they give you like um, a watered down version of what it, how it really was, how niggas was really living back in those days and how white people were taking over and just walking up in your house when they wanted some food and things like that, bro. So what was your reaction to those comments? And also, would you like to see a change in the way slave movies are portrayed moving forward? Well, I I don't think he would necessarily talk about slavery movies. I well, think like Jim Crow about, movies, things yeah, like that. I, about, I, to those. I yeah. think he was talking about like civil rights and yeah, things. civil rights, things like that. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie, slavery movies have always been pretty good to me. For the not, I don't mean good, but as far as like the the um picture that they're trying to show to the audience, mm. like. Slave movies have been 12 Years a Slave. That was an excellent movie displaying like how real slavery was. Even Django, as funny as Django was, Django has some like real deal, like the way they was treating his wife and the way they was explaining certain slave situations and all that. And the way they had Django in certain parts of the movie with the Mandingos and all. I was like, yeah, they, they representing this real well. So slavery mm-hmm. movies... But movies been. like that, they give you some type of comic relief, which really wasn't in those times. Like, nigga, you weren't laughing at your master. Oh, oh, master, no, I mean, master wasn't making no jokes and shit like that with you and things like that. With, with Django, I knew it was going to be some type of comedy just mm-hmm. based off of the list of people they had in the movie. I was like, it's going to be some type of comedy. But 12 Years a Slave, that was yeah. damn sure. That was damn near the perfect slave movie, almost. Um, But... Civil rights movies, I totally agree. Slavery movies, I'm like, eh, it's it's actually some good slave movies. But civil rights movies, I totally agree. They water those down so much. And like he said, all they really show is the back of the bus and you got to go to the back through the kitchen. And they they only show that type of stuff. And when he went through the scenario when he was like, my mother had to go to the vet to get her teeth pulled, she couldn't go to the actual dentist. No, black people in the area they lived in, you had to go to the veterinarian to get your teeth pulled. Yeah. And I'm like, that just still shows how they didn't even look at us as human beings. Mm -hmm. So anybody of any different race other than white who try to similarize their struggle, their, their historic struggles to ours. I'm like, no, at least y'all were at least looked at as human beings. We had to go through human rights before we could even go through civil rights we had to even be considered human beings like hispanics mexicans asians like pacific islanders whatever you want to be called other than black y'all were at least counted as humans we weren't even humans to a certain extent so it's like it's just a different struggle that they don't show and even with lovecraft i feel like lovecraft displayed a lot of stuff way better than certain movies have yeah yeah, bro, that, sh- that shit was real, bro, because I never really thought about it like that. And that's why white folks really, they don't take it as seriously, I guess I would say, or they don't think of it too deeply, I, I-, I think. What he said think? they actually make racism look fixable. Like- yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and, this- and the shit is too entrenched in our society yeah. to just be fixed like that. It's just, you just can't move us to the front of the bus and think racism just going to be gone. Exactly. It's like, no, nah, nigga, like, this shit is entrenched. Like your grandfather's grandfathers was beating my folks and out here going in their houses and eating their food. Like this shit is a different type of evil, my nigga. You just can't change that with, you know what I'm saying? Just a couple of um, amendments, a couple of laws changed. It's like, man, we got to change the whole structure of this shit. So when I was listening to the um, um, All the Smoke podcast this week, 
And they were talking about, man, changing the whole constitution as a whole might have to be done to actually see some change in this country, bro. Because that's how deep the far the racism goes to those times. So I wouldn't be surprised, bro. And I think we do have to see a change to see the real. So I think it's, it's more of a picture for the white folks to see the real more. Oh, yeah, we, we see it. It's we, we already know. <laughs> or we heard the stories of it. I think it's more of the white folks need to see how real the shit is. And it's just not what we've been shown in these movies so far. So I think it's more for the white folks, bro. Shit just not easy and just can't be fixed with a couple of haze exactly. and a couple of smiles in the grocery it store. Is, it's so systematic. And the only way to change it is to completely revolutionize what already is i seen another um i don't know if you've seen it because it, it got posted like today a few hours ago but shannon sharp he reposted a msnbc clip of one of the black reporters he was given like a three minute analog on how white people need to finally look themselves in the mirror in america and get rid of that innocence that you think you have like it's it's not there like we need to stop the notion that white, at least white people need to stop the notion that racism has had its moment and that's not what it is anymore. It's only certain people. No, it's still systematic. It's still throughout the entire situation. It's not just Donald Trump. Donald Trump is just the manifestation of what this systematic oppression has been. And when he said that, I was like, damn, thank you. And I'm glad nobody interrupted him in the three minutes he was talking. Nobody interrupted him. Nobody had anything to say after or nothing like that he gave it to them real and raw and they just had to take it that way like y'all gotta stop whitewashing history books and giving them to the schools and all that type of stuff like we have to actually start giving facts and even though it's ugly truth it's the truth and y'all gotta deal with that we know the truth is y'all who gonna have to be looking in the mirror guilty yeah but all these white folks bro still voting for trump they still want that system to stay in place. So they can say all that Lottie died do shit that they've been saying, but you voting for Trump shows me that you wanted to, to want racism to stay. You don't want the system to change, bro. Cause he gonna keep it the way it is. Cause he don't see no problem with it. He cool with people getting shot, black folks getting shot in the street. He cool with the police brutality. So you, you just gonna let that stay. So when you vote for him, you vote for that shit to stay and for white supremacy to stick around. That's what it does. I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, Joe Biden, how you know he ain't a white supremacist, this, that, the third? It's like, man, he ain't giving nobody no uh, sign that he's given that he's one of those people, bro. I'd rather go, I'd rather the unknown. Go, rather go with the unknown. Yeah, I'd rather go with the unknown exactly. than what I know is going to be bullshit. That's why I'd rather go. And people keep bringing up his past. Well, he was with this white supremacist group in his past when he was younger and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, like, this is why I tell people, don't vote for the person. Vote for the plan. Joe Biden, in all, in all honesty, Joe Biden can be one of the most racist white people in the Literally, world. Literally, he can. I really don't care, but the plan that he has is more beneficial to me than what this man has. They could both yeah. be racist. They could both hate black people. He could hate Kamala Harris and hate having to share an office with her. <laughs> but the yeah. plan that he has and the outlook that he has for our communities and what he feels is best for society fits with my idea of what is best with my people in my society. So I'm going yeah. with that plan as opposed to the plan who, well, at least he's honestly racist. And stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. People be blowing me.
Yeah, that shit definitely crazy. And y'all got to stop bringing up that tax bill, dog. Especially when we all yes. work right now in this society, everybody losing their job. That tax bill not going to affect y'all. Bro, Please the, stop the bringing people, it up. The main people who defending that tax stuff <laughs> are people who don't even... If you don't make over $400,000 a year, I don't want to hear you complain about taxes. At all, bro. I don't want to hear nothing about that at all whatsoever. And if you do make over that much money, you're You okay. should be taxed. Like, yeah, you should be taxed. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> that $700 that Trump paid in taxes is crazy, bro. When he right. makes over, what, $100 million? I don't know what how much Trump makes, but got to yeah. be something around that number. And you pay a $750 in taxes. Nigga, I pay that, and I'm part-time worker. You crazy as hell, man. Yeah, you crazy sad. as hell, so that needs to change. I've been saying Dude, that every, for a minute, too. Everybody complain about the minimum. I've seen so many people complain about the minimum wage raise, and I'm like, they, and the main thing they keep saying is, cost y'all do realize the cost of living going to go up, it's not the minimum. Going up the whole it's time. been going up. So y'all would rather the minimum wage stay at <laughs> 856 or actually, no, the Nash, if you... It's like, 725, bro. Yeah, if you average it for the entire nation, it's like seven and some change. Yeah. So you would rather it stay at that while the cost of living goes up than raise it since we already know if the cost <laughs> is already gonna raise, it's you already might as well going raise up, the minimum wage. Like people just blow me. I I said on social media today, I was like, it's a lot of social media university. <laughs> a lot of grads from social media university. That's real, bro. Niggas is wild, bro. They be blowing me. They were blowing me last night. And I was seeing y'all go back and forth on Facebook. It's like, man, I can't even interact with that stupid shit, bro. <laughs> I see it too much time on Facebook, bro. Them niggas be blowing me, man. But yeah, bro, we can move on. Uh, damn, did I get your opinion on uh, if we should see change with uh, Chris Rock? With the movies moving Yeah, yeah we, we definitely should see change with the movies. Um, I feel like they need to... But you got to think about it too, bro. White people are the ones that are executive producing these movies. So are, so are they going to allow a black director, for example, to push it that far to show you everything when a white man honestly, is over the top looking at it? And honestly, it? I wouldn't want a white director or a white producer like creating, having anything to do with creating that film, any type of film like that. I feel mm. like you, you're not going to let the full artistic expression show. That's if y'all want to be actors in it, that's great. If y'all want to be part of the regular crew and cast or whatever, that's cool. But when it comes to, I, I damn near might even let you be a writer because if you're a writer, I can at least show my artistic expression through what you've written. The most I'll probably let you be is a writer. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to producing, executive producing and directing, I feel like that's when black people should only have their hands in these type of movies. I agree. Because Django, was Django white produced? No. It yeah. was white directed by Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if he produced yeah. it too, but yeah. yeah. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is a great director. Don't get me wrong. He he got a lot of great movies, but it's... And he, he did good with Django. I'm not going to take nothing away from Django. I just didn't expect the movie to be as funny as it was. And I feel like that might be a downfall to the movie years from now because it's like, I really don't, I honestly don't think they meant for that movie to be as funny as it was. Like, it's they damn near. They had to, bro. They it's had damn to. Near a comedy, they had to. <laughs> Django is damn near a comedy. If that's what I'm saying. They had to. Bro, you got Samuel L. Jackson and Jamie Foxx in the same movie. You knew some laughs was going to come. It, it was going to be it. some type of laugh. Yeah. It was some type. 
the way that nigga say motherfucker, something was gonna happen in that movie where you like, yeah, I had to laugh at this shit. And, and he was playing the, the head house nigga too. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this, this is gonna be too funny. This yeah, is gonna be bro. way too funny. Oh man. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of the price. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. But yeah, that's it for entertainment, but we can move on to sports. All right, bro, let's dive in with this NFL week seven. Was it week seven, week eight? Uh, Damn near week eight. Let me this check. Was week eight. This was week eight, I think. This is week eight. Let me check. You can go ahead while I check. Yeah, bro, but the Steelers versus Ravens game, bro. Probably the best game of the week. It was a whole lot of back and forth with this game. I definitely watched the whole thing, bro. But the biggest takeaway a lot of people had was Lamar Jackson, bro. They saying Lamar Jackson, MVP of last season. Is he the same player? Have defenses figured him out, bro? How, what, how you feeling? Uh, I mean, uh, I just checked. This was, that was week eight that just okay. passed. So we, okay. we on week nine now. Thursday mm-hmm. night football going to start week nine. But, um. I do agree. I feel like defenses and teams around the league have figured out Lamar Jackson, but I feel like it's on Lamar at this point because everybody figured out Michael Vick after like two years or so. It was like, okay, we know how to, we know how to stop Vick. It's just, are we going to stop him? And I feel like that's the next hump for Lamar Jackson. What? They figure out how to stop Vic. Vic yes, can throw that thing. They Vic, knew how to, who, who was stopping Vic? They knew how to – that's what I'm saying. They knew how to stop him, but are you going to stop him? Like, is oh, he – okay, so you're saying him? you can have a plan in place. You but can have a plan, but okay. is he going to yeah. overcome that plan? And yeah, Vic, okay. Over the years, we've seen mm. Vic was able to do that. Mm-hmm. I think we're in that same type of panic time right now that that we had with Vic for a moment. It was like for a moment with Vic, we was like, okay, people starting to figure it out. What yeah. he gonna do now? And we're we're with that with Lamar now. After two seasons, you're on season number three, and it's like, okay, we're used to the flashy plays, we're used to the running. Everybody got film on you now. Everybody know your little ins and outs and your techniques and stuff. So, what are you gonna do to take your game to the next level and continue to be unstoppable? So, yeah. I feel like he has been neutralized for a moment right now. And big playoff teams have definitely taken advantage of that. But I feel like he could definitely get over the hump and create a new wave for himself. And Edgar, bro, what have I been saying since the playoffs? Even before the last year's playoffs, bro, when the man gets down and has to throw the ball and you know he has to throw the ball, he comes up short. He is still a great quarterback in this league, but he works better and the offense runs better when they are ahead, when they can run the ball with him and they can really flourish with the run offense. But when the man has to throw, I don't think he has the weapons to flourish, and I don't think he has the the mentality and the abilities to flourish in this offense. I really don't, bro. When he gets down, you know he's going to have to throw. Because most of the time, he's throwing to his tight ends in the middle. So when you make him throw to the outside, so to the Marquise Browns and the Willie Sneeds, he's not hitting the people when he needs to hit them in the crunch times of the game. He kept them in it uh, a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the time during this game. But I feel like the run game really kept them in the game. Yeah, it wasn't his. It was the run it, game. 
Yeah, it wasn't his passing ability keeping them in the game because they were gashing Pittsburgh on the ground. J.K. Dobbins had like 100 yards on the ground. I think it was he was the reason they were in it. But, but the arm of Deshaun, total, not Deshaun, but Lamar. I think in total uh, the Ravens had like, what, over 200 yards rushing? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But it was the run game that kept him around, but it was the arm that he came up short. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he has to improve in that department if we want to see this team go far in the playoffs. I won't say the Baltimore is a Super Bowl pretender. I still feel like they could get to a conference finals or to a conference championship, but I can't see them going to the Super Bowl with this hanging over his head, with him not getting over this hump of actually coming back from a lead and actually showing up in the clutch when he's down. Because because does he even have a fourth quarter comeback in his resume? I honestly can't think right now. At least against top contending teams, yeah. I'm not sure. Now, when it comes to teams that we are, we obviously know he should beat, that I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he does. But when it comes to teams that are beating him in the playoffs or beating him to get to the playoffs, I don't think so. Yeah, bro. So that, that has to improve if they want to move forward. Obviously, Pittsburgh is a, uh, what, top one, the top three defense in the league. So he's going up against top-tier competition. We know that. But like I just said, they gashing him on the run. So that leaves them open to play action, and he wasn't coming through and play action. It's like, damn. And it was throws that usually Lamar hits, and he just mm-hmm. wasn't hitting. It is just like he was neutralized in the run game as well, and he just looked frustrated. Body language was off. It wasn't really Lamar. And you could tell when he gets frustrated because his body language goes crazy. You can tell he's throwing the ball on realized, the ground. Even he realizes, damn, they kind of figuring me out. It's like I still got athleticism. I still yeah. got the, the quickness and everything. But how can I elevate it to the point to where even if you know what I'm going to do, I'm still going to get past you. Like exactly. that's the hump that he has to pass right now. And that's why I said Cap when you said Vic because, yes, Vic, they probably did have a plan or they did have a plan when it came to Vic. But Vic had the abilities to overcome because he could throw that bit deep. He was pretty accurate deep. He wasn't that accurate mid and short and things like that. But he got the job done that you couldn't really contain him. But this coming to a point where they're actually containing Lamar and he's not going crazy like he goes crazy in every other game. But I've been hearing that. I haven't watched every Baltimore game. I'm not going to act like I've been watching every Baltimore game. But I've been hearing that he's been struggling the whole season up until this point anyways. I've heard a lot of people say that. Yes, but it really came to a head when everybody in all eyes were on him in this Pittsburgh game. So I don't know if this was a whole season thing, but I see Pittsburgh defense really shut him down, bro. So shout out to them. And how you feeling about Pittsburgh moving forward, man? You feeling Uh, like Super Bowl? Super Bowl or bust? I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust. Nah, I wouldn't say that. Even – Shit, they could damn near only lose one game, and I still wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust because the Steelers have that expectation of being great or above average all the time. So, and they they got their Super Bowls already to their name. So it's not like they they have something to prove necessarily. And Mike's that go for Mike Tomlin too. Mike Tomlin doesn't have anything to prove individually for himself. So I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust. But I am moving them into the top spot now because I've always said leading up to this week, I said Ravens, uh, Titans, and and the Bills were the three threats to the Chiefs. And right now, it's definitely the Steelers and the Bills still kind of. I still kind of got the Bills since they at least lead in their division. I got to give it to the Bills. Steelers and the Bills are the top two threats to the Chiefs. I still got the Chiefs as the favorites to make it because they won last year 
And until somebody knock you off, I got to have you as the top threat. And the Chiefs ain't really showing too many weaknesses as to why they can't make it back. But even though you can definitely say Pittsburgh is the better team right now, Kansas City ain't been showing too much of a downside. So Steelers and the Bills are the two biggest threats that I've now seen. I'm going to say this. The Bills suck. I know the, Patriots, I know the Patriots lost on Sunday. What? In a fucking, in a heartbreaker, bro. Oh, my God, bro. I watched that whole second half. The Bills suck? The Bills suck. But look. The Patriots should have won that damn game. I know every, I know Cam gonna get the blame for everybody, but it wasn't Cam's fault they lost, bro. I know he fumbled the game away, but it wasn't his fault he lost, bro. Trust me. I think it's because they have such a small margin for error, bro. That damn fumble looks like it was such a big deal, but it really wasn't, man. And you gotta, you gotta think what Cam was playing with. Tell me one of the one of the receivers he was playing with on Sunday. Please tell me. The um. The one rookie dude. Can't remember his name. He wasn't even playing. You talking about Harry? Oh, he wasn't playing? He wasn't even playing, bro. Damn, there was no Harry. Was it was no Harry. No, no Edelman. Yeah. No Edelman. So yes, this man was I, throwing to nothing but practice squad players. They weren't even really throwing the ball like that. But Cam was on the money on most of his throws. Cam was getting the ball done or getting the job done on the ground. And I, they were running the ball well, too. They were, I think uh, Damian Harris had, like, damn near over 100 yards as well. So I know everybody's going to look at Cam in the fumble, but I will look at that damn defense. That defense was giving but up cash and plays. I have, to, I have to give a lot of blame to Cam, though. But oh, he's not, he's, not, he's not absolved from criticism, yeah. but I don't think that man should be looked at like the villain, like, oh, he the reason they lost. It's like, I know he fumbled, he, but he he's a big reason. Like that. I'll say this. He's a big reason why they lost because I just feel like right now with New England – you, you know who your predecessor was, Tom Brady. Obviously, you're not going to live up to that mantle. With that franchise, nobody is ever going to top that man. But you coming in, and we all the hype that you done had come in to this season, and the past two, three weeks now, it's like you've been having a lot of question marks about yourself. You, you can't this do that. If you Cam Newton, you can't do it. And you made a rookie mistake with that fumble. Oh, yeah. Like, you – you can't run on the outside and as a right-handed quarterback still keep the ball on your right hand. You have mm-hmm. to manage to switch the ball to the other hand that you're on the side of the field with. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a rookie mistake Cam made that he shouldn't have made. And I feel like he he ultimately did have them lose that game because they would have won if he would have finished that drive. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm not going to put total blame on him. I do agree the defense could have done better, and they're still riddled with injuries. But Cam has to get most of the blame because he's the leader of the team right now, too. And I feel like the, the Cam and Tom Brady comparison, even if you look at that Tom Brady team from last season, this, this team is completely different, especially when you add in all the opt-outs on the defense and you add in all the wide receivers that are hurt from this year compared to last year. All the wide receivers was healthy last year. Right. All them bitches is unhealthy now, concussions, knee injuries. Gilmore was out for – going to be out for a couple of weeks. It's like, damn, this looking like a whole shit show out here. I know Cam ain't – I know, trust me. I know Cam ain't been looking good, but trust me, I'm watching the games. But right. on Sunday, he looked as good as you can with that offense, but he had the one mistake where everybody's like, ah, that's, that he's the, he's the reason they lost. When it's just like, man, he played the best game that you can with that offense. I'm just going to keep it a bean, bro. I'm, I'm, you know I'm going to shoot my man some bail. So I'm just going to keep it like that, bro. I ain't want to stay on there for too long, but that's what I want to say about them. Uh, moving on, bro. 
I want to talk about the Saints versus the Bears, man. What's up with the Nick Foles magic? Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Cause I, I think I was gonna put that for two wild Wednesday. I was like, is Nick Foles a starter? Like, <laughs> is he a legit starter? Let Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Cause I, I don't think he is though, bro. I don't think he is. I think Michigan is that that five game stretch was <laughs> like Nick Foles will give you that five game stretch. It's funny because I said that, but in the same sense, I said he's never played good outside of Philadelphia. Even yeah. when he's had his other stops with the Rams, Kansas City, he really didn't play. But when he's not in Philadelphia, he does not play well, bro. And I don't know. And it's just it's the same thing here. Jacksonville, he didn't play well. And now well, here it, once again. It's Jacksonville. I'm not going to hold Jacksonville completely against him. Well, it's, now you got talent. Now you got talent now. Jacksonville really have talent. But now I feel like you have talent. Allen Robinson looks like Mooney looks like he could be a player. You had Cohen for some time. You had Montgomery. The offensive line is shaky. But still, you can make something rock with that. And you giving me nothing? Like Nick, the magic I, gone. Uh, <laughs> I feel you're like not. You're not wrong. I don't know. I feel like Nick Foles. He could definitely be a starter. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Nick Foles can definitely be a starter. But you do have a point with we haven't really seen him play well outside of the Philly system and Doug Peterson. So anybody who can find a way to I don't want to say imitate that, but give some type of similar pattern to that. I feel like he can find success right now. There, there's no excuse with it, though. You, you're a quarterback in the NFL, and you're potentially about to be a starter, like, legitimately in the NFL. So you have to find a way to adapt to any system. And we know you clutch. Like, you have the clutch gene. If you didn't, y'all wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. So I, I feel like he needs to find a way to fit this Chicago system. Right. And your defense is playing the best it can, bro. Yeah. Real deal. Your, your defense top five in the league. Gotta be. I don't even got to look at stats. Just watching them. They look like they top five. And you still can't put up 20-something points to get them niggas over the hump? It's like, Nick, bro, come on. Drew Brees was out. Was, without, uh, who is he? He didn't have Emmanuel Sanders. He didn't have Michael Thomas. And he still beat you out, bro. Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara basically beat you. Come on, bro. Crazy. There's got to do let me look up. Let me look up these offensive and defensive rankings. I know they top five. Got to be top five. Because they shut down the damn uh, Rams. Did they shut down? Did they beat the Rams? No. The, damn, did the Rams beat Chicago? Chicago has a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They got a top 12 defense. Damn. I blame the offense. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> I blame the offense. And it probably is the offense real shit for putting them in bad positions. Nick Foles throwing a pick or damn Trubisky throwing a pick, some shit like oh, that. Oh, actually, wait. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, it's, the, it's a lot of defensive stats, bro. So it depends oh, on what stat you're looking at. Whoa. Total defense. Whoa, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, this, this the right one. Chicago has a top six defense. Ah, what, what stat is that? What stat is that? Uh, is there a defensive overall efficiency rating? That's what you should be looking at. Yep. So top yeah. six. So yeah, I was I was on the money. So yeah, bro. So something along those lines. Yeah. And I Just, feel like the offense puts them in bad positions. Since we own the subject, the top ten defenses in the league are Tampa at number one, Pittsburgh number two. Indianapolis three, Washington four, Baltimore five, Chicago six, Denver seven, New Orleans eight, uh, Rams nine, and Arizona is ten. Those Arizona are- ten, huh? 
Those are the top 10 defenses. Yikes. I did not know that. Top mm-hmm. 10. Yikes. Okay. I see you, Arizona. That's why I like Arizona, bro. I think Arizona can make a cool run in this playoffs, man. And I don't mean win one game. I mean, like, they can get to the conference championship type shit. That's the type of confidence I'm starting to get. Yeah, that's the type of confidence I'm starting to get in Arizona right now, man. They have the offensive weapons. Honestly, I think Arizona should go with Chase Edmonds instead of Kenyon Drake at running back. I think that's their best bet. I think Edmonds, every time he's on the field, feel like he's making an explosive play. I think he should be on the field way more. And I think if they make that change, they're off and running. If they defense top 10, defense rating, I can see them making a run. A real yep. run in this in this playoffs, bro. I Shout out to Tampa, though. I didn't know we was number one. I figured we had, like, a top four or top five, but I didn't know we was top-ranked defense. I didn't know y'all was number one. I thought the Steelers would be number one. Well, they, they just made this list yesterday. They just completed the list after Monday Night Football. So, mm-hmm. after this week eight, we moved to number one. Actually, we was number one last week, too, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, though. I wouldn't be surprised. But how you feeling about the – how you feeling about the Saints right now, bro? Uh, like I just said, they didn't have Sanders. They didn't have Thomas. And they've been winning games under the radar while without those two key pieces on offense. Like you just said, the defense is playing top 10 level right now. Uh, I don't want to say this because they always fold during the playoffs. But do you think do you think these boys are Super Bowl contenders, bro? <laughs> uh, it's the Saints, so I'll always say yeah. They they always have a chance to get there. It's just like you said, are they gonna fold or are they gonna actually not shoot themselves in the foot and get there? So I feel like that's where the difference maker is. They usually plus I ain't gonna lie, there's been situations where the officiating has kept them from getting where they wanna be. So mm. we, we can't ignore the past two, three years where they've had one play define whether they moved on to that the That was next. one year, though, was it not? No, it was, it was like two years in a row. It was that one year with the um, Rams, and yeah. then it was, it was another year. I think it was the following year right after that. It was a call. It wasn't similar to that, but it was still kind of like a pass interference type situation. So no, I, I, think- I know what you're talking about, bro. You're talking about that push-off. Them niggas was talking about it. It was. It was. Still, that was not. That, that was not a flag. No, it, I ain't saying it was. Whether it was or wasn't, I'm just saying uh, it came down to a fish. Oh, okay. That kept okay. them from moving on. I'm like, damn. It's but like, what about the Minnesota wrong. miracle though? That was nobody's fault. But oh, it yeah, happened yeah, yeah. against the Saints. Yeah, that was that was just their fault. That was just they folded on that. They folded on that, and then the two years after that, it was like y'all just lost to officiating that. that and was. and then also to the to the officiating point, right? Everybody forgets, or Saints fans forget, that they went to overtime during that game. So even with that penalty, y'all got screwed, okay. But even in that game, y'all had a chance to still win. But what did Drew Brees do? He fumbled in overtime. We always seem to forget that part, but always stick to the officiating. It's like y'all still had a chance to win now, New Orleans. And y'all still had a chance to win last year. Y'all want to call that bullshit of pass interference that was not pass interference. Let it go. So y'all think y'all be getting screwed, but still got – what uh, chances to win it's like right. y'all gotta look yourself in the mirror at one point it's like okay y'all got screwed one time but the other times I, it's y'all fault i tell people sometimes it's like look basketball you could definitely say one play decide decides an entire or one call yeah. decides an entire game because basketball is constant scoring it's neck and neck most of the time if it's a competitive game with football you can never really say it's 
down to one. You can rarely say that. There are very few games where you can say people you try to people try to do that, bro. But you can look at other plays and be like, nah, y'all fucked up right here. Y'all yeah, that right y'all here. messed up that whole yeah. drive. Or like, it's so many different things that factor into football that don't factor into basketball. And that's why I'm like, no, I can't always say that it came down to one play with football because not everybody. Football, it can't just be a one-person dominates type situation. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how great Patrick Mahomes is, somebody got to catch the ball. Like, mm-hmm. he has to depend on other people. With basketball, shit, Jamal Murray ain't got to depend on nobody. He can score the last 15 points of the quarter if yeah. he wants. He ain't got to depend on nobody. But with football, no matter what position you play, you're depending on the other 10 players on the field. Yeah, bro. That's some real shit, but man, Saints fans get on my nerve with that shit. They try to bring up everything, but always seem to forget the overtime. It's, it should be crazy, bro. Always crazy. But do I feel like the Saints are contenders? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Even though Michael Thomas hasn't played since week one, y'all haven't had y'all full offense, it's the Saints. It's, yeah. starting to feel like, it's starting to feel like the Brown shit. It's just like y'all going to end up folding somehow. I don't know how. Y'all going to get to the playoffs, and y'all might win a game. But when y'all need to win, where you think you're probably going to win, y'all going to fold somehow. Yeah. It's just the same. Either y'all going to fold or the football guys just say, nope, here's an official. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, something is going to happen, bro, where I just can't say they're contenders. I just know y'all. I know y'all team already, bro. So I ain't even going to fall into that trap. And the last game I wanted to talk about, bro, is the Vikings versus the Packers. I didn't even watch that game. I did not watch that. I didn't watch the game either, but I watched the highlights. I thought the game was going to be a blowout. No I did too. I, I thought, thought Green Bay was just for the fly through this shit. I'm like, Green, Green Bay, Bay Minnesota. Bro. I was like, Dalvin Cook could probably get like 110, but they're still going to lose. No, this man was eating. <laughs> He had four touchdowns on the first four drives, bro. That's why I'm like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Man was going crazy. But how are you feeling about the Packers right now, man? The trade deadline just passed yesterday on November 3rd. Everybody was clamoring for them to trade for a wide receiver because last game against Minnesota, they couldn't get anything happening on offense. And then it was like they could also get a linebacker as well because the defense was getting shattered by Dalvin Cook. So it was like, Y'all could have got picked up a piece on either side of the ball. It really didn't matter, but y'all made no trades. So what is your take on uh, the Green Bay right now? How are you feeling moving forward? Do you have confidence in them? I got confidence because I still trust A-Rod at the end of the day. You got A-Rod and Devontae Adams, and you got um, you got Aaron right behind them running the football. So I trust that offense still with those three guys right there. You got Aaron, Aaron, and Devontae. So – I, I trust A-Rod to get the job done somehow, some way. He's still that bad man, and I feel like he can pull through. He got – he's kind of like Russell Wilson. Like, he doesn't run as much, but he can put the team on his shoulders and somehow, some way carry them through the fight and get a win. So, I don't feel like they don't have a chance to make the Super Bowl. If they make the Super Bowl, they damn sure going to lose, but – I still see them as a top three NFC team to make it. I don't know if I believe that anymore, though, bro. I, I don't think he has that Russell Wilson ability where he can pull you out of just anything. Yes, he still has the ability, but you got to think the wide receiver Russell Wilson has now. He has Lockett, Metcalf, David Moore type shit, who Lockett's such an underrated receiver who's been coming through for years for him. Yeah. So it's just like Russell Wilson has a different brand of offense. When you look at Aaron Rodgers, it's like, yeah, he can – uh, extend time in the pocket, do all that crazy shit. But are the wide receivers going to get open for him 
and it looks oh, like other than Devontae Adams, it's crazy. About Valdez too. But they said Valdez ain't been stepping up. They said Valdez was supposed to be the one to step up into that number two role, bro. And yeah, he ain't coming up to that level. I feel like he when it when it come down, when it get down to the get down, I feel like Valdez can plus hometown hero. I gotta support him regardless. I feel like he can do it. Mm-hmm. But they said Alan Lazar was really the person who was stepping up for this Green Bay offense, and he hasn't been playing because he got injured. I think he had a um a core injury, some type of shit like that, an abdomen injury, something along those lines. So he uh, he's on IR, but he was somebody who was stepping up and was looking like he could be like the number two receiver besides uh, Devontae Adams. And with him on IR, it's like the offense been real stagnant since he left. So I don't know how they're going to do moving forward. They, and that's what I wanted to talk about. The trade deadline, they could have got Will Fuller yesterday from Houston, but it was like um, it was a disconnect in the Packers organization on if they should pick him up or not, bro. It was like, do we want to pick him up? But he has a short-term deal. He's going to be a free agent at the, end of, uh, at the end of the year. Do we want to pick him up and trade a second-round pick for him? And they ended up dropping the ball and not trading it, bro. So what would you have done? I probably wouldn't have. I would have did the same thing. I probably wouldn't have went after Will Fuller. What? Just because, just because we, we've criticized – at least I have. I've criticized Will Fuller so much with Houston of being injury-prone and – him not him also not really stepping up the way he should next to DeAndre. But he's Hopkins. showing out this year though. But it's like it doesn't matter. Like it, it low key it doesn't matter. even matter. He's producing. I know the team trash, but he's producing. The team is trash, but it's like the team is producing. It's trash production. Like nah, it, ain't no trash production. Trash the numbers production, count, right? boy. The numbers count. They count, but it's like, do I see him coming to the Packers and automatically making them? a team where you can go and be like, oh, yeah, they pressure now? No, I, I don't see that with Will Fuller. Plus, trading a second-round pick, I'd rather, yes. I'd rather do what I got. I'd rather do what I do with what I got this season and then use that second-round pick to get a receiver from this next draft. I'd rather do that. That's what y'all should have did this past draft, and you didn't do it. You know, remember, they drafted a third-string running back who has COVID right now, isn't even playing in the second round last year when they could have drafted a wide receiver. And you think they're going to they gonna mess it up again next year. They probably ain't going to draft another receiver for him. And you had the chance to get Will Fuller. Y'all could have hammered out a deal after the season or some shit like that. I don't know. But, bro, that's talent, bro. Will Fuller is still one of the fastest receivers in this league. And you need somebody opposite of Devontae, bro. And it's shown on damn Sunday. You would think, damn, on Sunday we didn't do shit on offense. We didn't stop Cook. But, damn, our offense looked terrible. We still could have won the game. Yeah. So you would think, damn me, maybe if we win, we bring Fuller in, he makes a difference. But they still say, nah, we good. Aaron Rodgers got to pull us up by the bootstraps again. I, I would have did the same thing. I ain't, I ain't mad at Green Bay for that. I would have did the same thing when it came to Will Fuller. But you're wasting really his prime, else. bro. You're wasting his prime. It ain't really nobody else to grab, but I, I still would have did the same shit. I honestly would have. You're wait. This man is 30. What, what, what did we say last time? 36 years old? I Who, think Will Fuller? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, is he Aaron not 36 years old? Yeah. I think he's 36 years old, bro. You're wasting his time. His time is ticking. He's having a great season, Pro Bowl season, and you're going to waste it. They're not winning a Super Bowl this year. I don't no, even they, know if they're, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. They're not. They probably not even going to get to the conference championship this year. So it's just like, bro, you're wasting his prime, bro. What are you doing? And I feel like this always happens in Green Bay. I feel like they are wasting his prime, but – 
I still feel like the decision to not get Fuller was the smart decision. I feel like saving that second round pick for a young, fresh, non-injury prone receiver out of See, the draft. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get your ass caught up right here. I'm gonna get your ass right here. So put this put this in perspective, right? So you have Braun. Braun is one piece away from getting to the finals, or from or yeah, just for just getting to the finals. He's one piece away. Without that piece, he's not getting there. Are you trading that piece, that first round, coveted first round pick? Could have been top 10 pick. Are you gonna trade that pick to get Braun that piece? Yes or no? Talking about like you speaking hypothetically or with this team that he hypothetically. If Braun, if Braun was one piece away from getting to the finals and you had to trade a top 10 draft pick to make it happen, would you do it? And Braun is 37 now. Keep that age still in mind. He's 37, but one piece away, would you trade for that piece? You said a top 10 pick. But I'm just putting in hypotheticals. Top 10 valuable pick. Valuable, just first round pick in general. Are you going to trade that first round pick for the piece that needs to get you to the finals? If we talk the first round, top 10 pick, yeah. As a first round in general, those are valuable picks in general. But Green Bay, that's a second round pick. No, though, but they're treating it like it's a first. By not giving up somebody, bro, Will Fuller is talented and he's showing this, you this year. If this was a first round pick on the table with Green Bay, then I might have said, uh, listen I don't to know. the listen to listen to the hypothetical, bro. Because look. I'm going to just put it in this way. Lakers usually are going to have a late first-round pick. So forget the top 10 pick now. Usually late first-round picks are treated like second-round picks anyway. So they're not treated as that valuable anyway. But if that late first-round pick can get you a piece to get Braun to the finals, are you making that deal happen? Yes or no? And if you do not make the deal, he's not going to the finals. Are you making that deal? Yes or no? That's not a guarantee. (laughs) What are you saying? It's not a guarantee he not gonna make it. It's broad. It's not a guarantee he not gonna make it. You're See, giving me a broad. I'm with you, bro. You're, You're not answering my. Situation. You always find a way to avoid answering the question. They're giving question. me a broad. I've oh, seen broad take God. terrible teams to distance. Podcast listeners, this is my this is my problem with this man. He don't never answer the one player. I don't think one player gonna stop. Please, Braun please put this in the. Please put your answer in the comments, bro. Please put your answer. One in the player has never stopped Braun from getting. Hypothetically, we're putting it in hypotheticals. But you're automatically assuming he's not gonna get there if he doesn't get the player. And when answer LeBron, the damn question. When, his, when history has shown. Answer the question, bro. Answer the. No, question. you're giving me a. You're giving me a question that you. I'm giving you. Answer. I'm giving you a hypothetical. I'm not saying anything else. I'm giving you a hypothetical. If you had to trade a first rounder. To get Braun a piece to get to the NBA Finals. So if you need had to trade a first round piece, who was key for the Lakers? Uh, fucking Rondo. You had to trade a first round piece to get Rondo on your team, who was key in the NBA Finals and key to getting you there. Are you making that deal? Because without him, you're not getting there. Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. So you that's should feel that way situation. about the Will Fuller deal as well. Not, that's not the same situation. Yes, it is. Because no, I feel like not. you're you're more in position to win the Super Bowl if you get a Will Fuller on your team. Hell no. I feel like you are. You you looking at them over Tampa Bay, over Seattle? I feel like you can compete with them. You can't compete with them right now. Right now, so, you cannot so compete with that team saying, right you're now. You're telling me adding Will Fuller to the Green Bay Packers. You, you, you are competing. 
Hell then no. this, then that's when I can have the conversation with you about, oh, that Russell Wilson ability. That's when I can talk to you I'm about the Russell Wilson ability. I'm still looking at the Green Bay Packers as like the third best option, even if Will Fuller gets at it. I'm looking at them as like the third best option in the NFC. Probably, but they can still compete though. They still gonna compete with them, and that's what once again what you just said about Aaron Rodgers and the magic of Aaron Rodgers. I said it was a wide receiver issue. If you get somebody like Will Fuller there, I think that wide receiver, uh, uh, wide receiver issue is mute at that point. And I feel like he has another weapon that he can I mean, go to and it'll, make it'll be another weapon for sure, but I don't think it's that game-changing, oh, my God, like Aaron Rodgers got a chance to touch the Super Bowl type change. I don't think it's We like have that. to think about last year. <laughs> we have to think about last year. Last year, they was in the conference championship game. The conference championship game, and they really added nothing. They added nothing to this team. So if you just add, give Aaron Rodgers something to work with on the offensive side of the ball, because they couldn't get nothing started against San Francisco last year. Just give him something, make something shake. I feel like he can make it work, bro. I really can. Because I, because in none of these defenses, bro, even in Tampa Bay, and we see it on Monday night, they're not invincible. And I feel like somebody as magical as Aaron Rodgers and as uh, and Russell Wilson, they can make some shit shake against a defense like a Tampa Bay who who has holes. They, they were getting up shit to the Giants on Monday night. So I feel like they are susceptible. So I feel like you, if you would have gotten a wide receiver, shit would have been different. But we talking a hypothetical, so shit really don't matter. Uh, all right, bro. Let's move on to, no. Mid-season NFL awards, bro, for the Q&E podcast. Wanted to run through these real quick, bro. So we're going to run through the coach of the year, the defensive player of the year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and the MVP. I'm going to run through the candidates, and we both going to give our winners. All right, let's go. First off, Coach of the Year. The candidates are Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores from the Dolphins, Cliff Kingsbury from Arizona, and Andy Reid from Kansas City. Who is the winner? Hmm. Out of those, I say Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, easy. This should yeah. be a runaway, even if they don't go to undefeated and no shit like that. That's yeah. the runaway. Runaway for coach of the year. <laughs> I definitely agree. Moving on. Even, even though I, I gave the prediction for John Gruden. <laughs> I gave the prediction. Yeah, somebody, I said somebody else early in the year. We're going to have to do a right or a wrong turn, right turn one of these days, but we talk about all our wrong shit. Out of those nominations you gave, I'm going to say Mike Tomlin. But my prediction was definitely for John Gruden. This was the odds. I was going off odds, and John Gruden was nowhere close. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I said we went coach of the year earlier this year. I don't know who it was, but they, they damn sure went on the list. All right, defensive player of the year. I got Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, uh, Khalil Mack, and TJ Watt, who was the defensive player of the year. Ugh. Mm, I'll say Miles Garrett right now. Miles Garrett. Oh, looking at stats, I was looking at stats earlier today. Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett, I think they're both have nine sacks right now. TJ Watt has like six and a half. So I'm gonna rock out with Aaron Donald just off his impact alone, bro, and the amount of forced fumbles he had. I want to say he had like two forced fumbles as well. And I think they look at that sack stat way more than anything else. On your I, I feel like Miles Garrett's sack stat is way more impressive than Aaron Donald's just because mm. I think we've been taking it for granted though. I think we're taking Aaron Donald for granted, but he's still doing no, it. No, no, we're not. I don't feel like we're taking it for granted. I just feel like 
as a linebacker, for you to have the same amount of stats, not not stats, sacks as a D lineman, like Ooh. that's crazy to me. That uh Garrett did. I mean, um, what you call it? Damn, who I'm thinking of? You talking about what? Yeah, I was well, damn why the DN too. Who was I thinking of? Mac? I don't know who I was thinking of. Khalil Mack. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Mac don't have the same amount of sacks. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm thinking of Khalil Mack when I'm thinking of uh, what Miles Garrett numbers. But yeah, so Garrett, yeah, I, Garrett, and Donald tied at nine. I, I feel like Miles Garrett's is just a bit more impressive based off of the offenses he's playing in his division as opposed to Aaron Donald's. So. Mm. You got to go up against Seattle. Hold on. Hold on now. You got to go up against Seattle. Hold on now. You got Arizona, Seattle, or um, who else in that division? San Fran? That's a tough comp. I'm thinking of their O-lines. I ain't thinking of the team as a whole. I'm thinking of their O-lines. Arizona probably got the only competitive O-line in that division. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But I like the way I've been seeing out of Donald. I've been seeing more of Donald, so I'm going to ride with Donald, though. I, I love what I'm seeing from both of them, but I, I definitely – I feel more impressed with Miles Garrett. Yeah, and I feel like it's neck and neck with both of them as well because, like you said, it's more impressive with Garrett because he's doing it in Cleveland, and their defense has been real impressive. And even through the struggles of Baker Mayfield, they still been holding it down on that side of the ball, mostly because of him. So I'm right. going to give him a lot of credit for that. But I feel like Donald is really keeping out defense for the Rams alive because that offense is just a shit show. It, it looks good one day, and then it looks trash another day. Right. You see it's they just flop. flopped against the Dolphins. Like, them niggas got killed by the Dolphins on offense. So exactly. It's, like, uh, it's, it's shit show. So, yeah. All right, offensive rookie of the year. It's really between Herbert and Burrow. Uh, I'm going with Herbert. This was a tough one for me, bro. And I'm a, I'm a rock out with Joe Burrow. I'm a rock out with Joe Burrow. He has the better stats, even though he does has played more games. But I think it's it's going to come down to wins because their stats really are similar. If you look at the amount of games uh, played, who got more touch? Do Herbert? I think Burrow got more yards, but Herbert got more touchdowns. Possibly, possibly yeah. something like that. You can look up Herbert's stats, but I think that that's how it is. But I think this is really going to come down to the amount of wins each quarterback has. And currently, Cincinnati has two wins, while Herbert has – I think Herbert two. might have two wins. They, they I both have two wins two. as well. So, I think it will come down to wins. And I think Cincinnati will come out with more. But, bro, if you look at the Chargers and how many wins they should have, they should be like five and two right now. They blew like Ooh. three games. You say you think Cincinnati going to end up with more wins? Yeah. Yeah, you because talking the, right? Because the Chargers are going to charge them. The Chargers are gonna charge you. You talking crazy? Chargers are gonna charge you. Do you remember oh, the division? Are we gonna act? Oh, are we gonna act like the Bengals didn't beat the Titans this weekend? Are we gonna act like they're not in one huh? of the hardest huh? divisions? Who did the, the Chargers beat this year? Who did the Chargers beat? Huh? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> who, did the, who did the Chargers beat this year? <laughs> Do you realize that they have to play the Steelers again and the Ravens again? They just beat the Titans. They have oh, to play, play the Steelers and the Ravens I'm again. Cool the when the Chargers are going to Charger, I'm cool with that. I don't want to go to the Browns and give them some credit, but they got to play the Browns one more time too. Like, this, we got a whole second half of the season now to play still. And you got to play all three of those teams one more time, you're going to lose two out of three of them games. I'm rocking with Burrow. I'm sticking with it. I'm rocking with Burrow. I, think, I really do think they're going to have more wins, bro. Because like I just said, since, not Cincinnati, but San Diego. Los Angeles, damn. 
They should have five wins right now, and they, they have should. two. Blown leads are crazy over there in Los Angeles, bro. And it could end up leading to uh, a black head coach getting fired with uh, Anthony Lynn, bro. Too many blown leads this year, bro. Way too many blown leads. But, uh, yeah, bro, I, I'm going to rock out with Burrow. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year. Chase Young is the first candidate. Patrick Queen, linebacker of Baltimore, and Antoine Winfield from the Bucks are the top three candidates. So who is your defensive rookie of the year? Ugh. I was going to go with Chase Young. That was, that's nah, nigga, I, don't change your answer because of Bucky here. Nah, nah nigga, don't change it, it's, not, it's not just because he a buck. It's because, like, he, he really showing out right now. I can't even lie. Um, my prediction was for Chase Young to win it um, this, this year for defensive rookie of the year. But, um, ugh. Mmm. Do I want to stick with it? I'm going to have to go with Whitfield. I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm going to have to go with him. Because I feel like Devin White was cheated out of the Pro Bowl last season. And I feel like we need a Buccaneer to advance that. So, I'm going to go with Winfield, Winfield getting that um that defensive rookie of the year. I feel like most people don't even know who Winfield is, really, bro. If you don't watch the books like that, you don't really know who he is. But I'm going to rock out with uh, Chase Young, bro. I've been rocking with Chase Young this whole year. Stats, he has two and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and 19 total tackles. Solid. Nothing crazy, but solid. And I think Chase Young is the most popular pick as well. And I feel like media members are going to get drawn to that. He the most popular. That's that's part of the reason why I predicted him to win it. Plus, I, just, I don't know why. I just really felt like Washington was going to have a solid year where they would have been, like, the second or third best team in the division. I mean, I they mean, are. They, I mean, they they are, but it's not – that division is a joke. No, no, no. Keep it a bean. Keep it a bean. They, 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 they did what you expected. No, I no. – they, they, they did what you expected. Not record-wise. I, I mean, mean placement-wise, but not yeah, record-wise. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I expected the Cowboys to have like what six, five or six wins by now. I expected the Eagles and the Redskins to both have like five wins by now. Like, I whoa, whoa, them. it's week eight, my boy. Still, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I expected a lot of competition. I expected that. I expected that whole division to be competitive, competitive, and it, it's not. Who you got winning the NFC East? This I got the Skins. I'm rocking hard, with the Skins. Hard ass question to ask. Um. And I predicted the skins in week one. Don't forget that. Eagles, they gonna get that too. They gonna get that. Probably gonna win it. Eagles. They probably the Eagles, most likely. They gonna win it. The Eagles should win it. I'm gonna keep it a B, and they should win it. But the way Carson Wentz playing, it's just like, bro. I'm, I'm gonna just chalk it up. Try to get uh, Ron Rivera in there. But I do want to give a, a shout out to Patrick Queen as well. Dude has been playing tremendous for this Baltimore defense. Hell they yeah. really didn't have any linebackers last year. But they drafted him in the first round this year, and he has been a huge help for this defense. So I do want to give him huge credit. I would use, I would probably have him second behind Chase Young for a deep, uh, defense rookie of the year. So I would have him second. But he's been playing great for that defense. Um, and MVP, uh, you got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Ugh. Out of them three, I'll go with Russ. You keep saying out of them three. So who would you add in? Who would I add? Mm. It's somebody we probably forget that we could add in there. Um, I mean, Tanny would be in here, but Tanny lost to the Bengals. So now I'm <laughs> <gonna try>. ah. 
Who could we add it? I I really feel like it's somebody we can add in here. That Tyler? We, oh, Tyler. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I just said the Rodgers. You did? I said, said Rodgers, Mahomes, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson. Oh, okay. I don't know who I thought you said in place of Rodgers. I don't know who I thought you said. Okay, yeah, um, Russell Wilson. All right. Yeah, Russell Wilson. And I keep posting this every week, and it's really like a landslide win usually for Russell Wilson, bro. So until they actually start losing games, I don't really see this changing by the end of the season. He I don't really see Cam making the turnaround like I thought he would have. Thought dude, bro, we have to have a right turn, right turn, wrong turn by soon, bro. We had a lot of wrong takes. Had a lot, a lot of wrong takes. takes. <laughs> a, a we just had a terrible. We both had a terrible week last oh, week. Last week was get terrible. Now, oh my, my losses just didn't make sense. <laughs> I looked at my phone. I'm like the Bengals. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, no, no, bro, no. And it's not even the fact that the Bengals won. It was the fact they played the Titans and won. And I'm like, what? This doesn't make sense. And then I think the Browns won, and I didn't pick the Browns. Who else won? The Vikings. Nobody expected that won. shit. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of upsets. It was a lot, a lot of, of a lot of bullshit. It's funny because, yeah, last week, I had a lot of upsets last week. So if I would have had that same mentality this week, I would have been straight. Bro. I was dead and perfect been the week before last <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, I was dead and perfect. And this last week, I just – I took a whole plummet. Hey, but I will say this, though. I got my lead back. I got, got my lead back. Lead. I got my lead back. That's got all I got to say. one game lead. <laughs> one game. I got my lead back. So, we're going to dive into that a little later. Let's dive into Two Wild Wednesday. Yes, sir. Trademarked by us. Don't let nobody else steal it. If y'all yes, ever hit Two sir. Wild Wednesday anywhere else, it's not theirs. It's ours. <laughs> And that jump, I was uh, about to tweet it on the, uh, my profile, and that shit popped up like damn near instantly when I typed it. Yeah, it did with me too. I was like, yeah. we're, we're trending. We're trending. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing that. I'm starting to see that. It's a reoccurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Where's my first one? Let me see. Let me see. All right. So the first one was Will the Steelers, not Will the Steelers, the Steelers will go undefeated. Too wild or not too wild? Uh, It's not too wild. I. I definitely see where they could lose um, since I've uh, looked at the rest of their schedule for these last eight games. I see where they could lose, but do I think they'll lose? Probably not. It's not too crazy to think that. Exactly. I think the only real threat will be Baltimore on their schedule, but their schedule were real easy. I want to pull it up real quick because I was looking early today, and it was just like – The next three games for sure is cake. Yeah, bro. Like, their games aren't hard coming up, man. They're going to win their next – probably their next five. Look. They got the Cowboys, Take. the 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 Bengals, the Take. Jags. Take. Then they got the Ravens. That's the only game I'm really worried about. Yeah, so I was one. right. They, yeah, yeah, they they next three games was Kate Walks. Then you got the Bills. I think that's a dub. Got the Bengals again. You got the Colts. That's probably gonna be the, another tough game. And then the, you got the, the Bills. They'll they'll. I wouldn't be surprised they beat the Bills, but I feel like the Bills will be comp, but they can win. The um, who you just said, the Colts, that'll be comp, but they can win that. So those are two competitive games after the Ravens that I yeah. feel where they could still lose possibly. So they have eight games left, and it's only really three games where you're really worried about a loss. So it's yeah. like I'm taking my odds. I think, and it's and it really comes down to do you want to go through the mental triumph and the mental. Uh, what mental strain, I guess, because it does wear a lot on you when you're going undefeated. The questions will come. A lot of media pressure will come with trying to go undefeated. And we see how some people do fall under the pressure 
and how it sometimes affects your playoff run because you try to get 16 and 0 and it's just like oh now I get to the playoffs now I come up short it's like damn yeah. so do you feel like it will affect them if they do end up going undefeated I don't feel like it will um I honestly feel like you should try to go undefeated just because you should treat every game like you want to win every game and a few years ago it wasn't the first se- was it the first season that Dak and Zeke came in the league and they went like 14 and 2 oh yeah or 13 something. and 3 yeah Thir- 13 and 3 yeah they they lost only one game leading up to like the last two games of the season and it's, i don't want to sit here and say they purposely lost but they definitely put themselves in situations for the last two games where they could have lost and they did lose like their last two games of the season because they didn't have certain people playing so they could preserve them because they automatically. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, damn, like y'all just basically saying we don't care if we win or lose these last two games. Like that's damn near what they said to the league. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you should do that. I feel like you should try to win every game. But um, I feel like that's a different situation. I feel like if they were 14 and 0, it yeah. would have been a different situation. But since they already lost the game, it's just like we got yeah. this division locked up. We're probably going to get a bye. We could take a couple of games off. Yeah, so so that's where the difference is. That I was trying to think of where a difference could be. That's where the difference probably was. We already aren't undefeated. So there's no point in trying to act like we're undefeated. But with the Steelers, yeah, the pressure will be there. I don't feel like they'll fold under that pressure, though. I, I trust the Steelers to stay strong with that. If they can go undefeated for the regular season – I honestly don't see them losing going all the way to the Super Bowl. I don't see them losing. Whoa. If if they can finish the regular season undefeated, they're going to get to the Super Bowl and damn near might win. And they'll probably – actually, no, I can't say they'll be the first to do that since the Dolphins because when the Dolphins did it, ooh, there was no preseason this year, though. So will that count? What? Because the Dolphins are the only team. The Dan Marino Dolphins team is the only team to go undefeated in the preseason and oh, undefeated in the preseason. No, but I'm I'm <laughs> just saying, though, like, that in the record books, that counts. Like, there's no asterisk that says that doesn't count. That counts. They went undefeated for the preseason. They don't count that. The they don't count preseason. Season. I'm just saying, though. They, they, are, they always say 19 and 0. Yeah, that's true. But still, though, they always bring up the fact that they went undefeated in the preseason, too. So it's like it's still going to be brought up. But the fact that there was no preseason, I won't hold that against the Steelers. So I agree, like 19-0 and 0 or 20-0 and 0 if you count Super Bowl or whatever. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. I can see it, man. I really can. That shit don't – and that was 74% too wild. And this one had the most votes, uh, votes too. Uh, moving on. Justin Herbert should have been the number one overall pick. Too wild or not too wild? Ooh, did I even see that one? What time you put that one? I put them things all in the thread, but them things is all in the thread. Whoa, I ain't Easy see access. that. Look at that boy. That boy ain't even see him. That was that one I ain't see. I was I was gonna say what the hell? Um, yeah, you, I put said he the you said he should have been the number one overall pick though. Yeah. Uh. Nah, I probably still would have – like, we didn't get to see the ex- as much excitement with Herbert as we did with Joe Burrow. Plus, they were undefeated and won a national championship. So, it was like, why not pick that quarterback as opposed to Herbert? Even though I, I got all the hype for Herbert saying he was the most slept-on quarterback, Joe Burrow should have gone number one, and he did. 
But don't don't put them in the thread this time. Because how many more you put in the thread? Because I ain't see that. I put like 10 in the thread, bro. Hell no. You didn't see none of this? I only keep keep going. I'll tell you what I did and didn't see. Cause I ain't checked that thread. I promise I didn't. I see. That's why I, seen, I did it because it's easy access. You see them things right there at the bottom. See, no, nah, I only seen like the five or six that you put before I put my like five or six or whatever. Oh yeah, I made it like ten. I think I made ten. Yeah, I, I probably ain't see most of them then. All right. Uh and I would say not too wild on that one either. I'll say not too wild. And that was 53% not too wild, bro. So that was a close one. Uh, Dalvin Cook will beat LaDainian Tomlinson's record of 28 rushing TDs in a season. Too wild or not too wild? He has 10 right now. Too wild. Have the half of the season already gone. I don't see that happening. But he scored four touchdowns in the game last week. That ain't going to happen every week. <laughs> not with Dalvin Cook. That's, that's not happening every week with Dalvin Cook. All you fantasy people, just enjoy that one week while you can. That's not happening every week. I promise you. And the fact that we didn't see that until week eight, like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that's too wild. That's 53% too wild as well. So that was another close one. That was closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because they seen last week and they're like, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe three games, maybe three TDs a game, maybe. All right, let me get to the next one. The Denver Broncos will make the playoffs. Too wild, not too wild. Uh, who in their division? Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Too wild. Cause they they in third right now in their division. I don't see that happening. Raiders are playing way better than everybody expected, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So oh yeah, I, I got the Raiders. I got the Raiders coming out of that division. That's right. I, I think, got the Raiders. Did I have the Broncos making the playoffs? I think I had the Broncos. I had the Broncos making it to playoffs. Let me, check. Let me check that. I had the Broncos making it, but then Drew Locke got hurt like early in the season, and I kind of jumped off that boat and went with the Raiders. So I got the Raiders making the playoffs, though. And I like how the Raiders playing way more than I like the Broncos. Offense no, is way had, too inconsistent. Um, who I had making the playoffs in the AFC? Yeah, you had the Broncos. I ain't had the Broncos making it in the AFC. Yeah. That's what I said. When Drew Locke got hurt, I, yeah, I kind of jumped on that bandwagon. I, I had him dark horse for MVP, but I ain't have him going to the playoffs. <laughs> All right. So you said you said two out? Uh yeah, two out. Yeah, two out. That was 55% two out, so another close one. Why is that so close? <laughs> <laughs> Why are these so close? <laughs> like these last three should not have been this close. Like <laughs> 55% two out. All right. That must be these must have been Broncos fans, because I don't see the big they, they had to be. <laughs> shout, shout out to Angel, shout out to Sakaya, shout out to Jonathan. Broncos fans that I know. <laughs> oh. All right, next one. Bucks will go undefeated the rest of the season with Antonio Brown. Yeah, I definitely didn't see like half of these. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. What the they got they really only got Kansas City, New Orleans, and the Rams left on their schedule that can really beat them. Nah, we gotta them. play the Saints again on Sunday. I ain't looking past that. I don't give a damn that we got Antonio. That's what I said. I got you got Kansas City, New Orleans, and the Rams left on your schedule. Who else we gotta play? You know, division games, niggas ain't really going to beat y'all. You said the Rams? Rams, Kansas City, Chiefs, and the uh, the Saints. Saints. And then Atlanta. Panthers. Uh, Panthers. Who else? 
Like I said, it really don't make no difference. Nah, who else? <laughs> Man, niggas, I, on games y'all shouldn't lose. I mean, y'all almost lost to the damn what's name, so I don't know. I mean, let me look it up. Y'all got the Vikings? Y'all scared of the Vikings? No, but they beat the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can't turn my nose and, up at them. And you got the Lions. Duh. We're not going undefeated. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> now. We're we not going undefeated. I ain't y'all, y'all all going to be OP with uh, my brother. We is not going undefeated. I predicted the Bucks to go 11 and 5. So we still got a three not? game of 5 and 2. We No, 6 and 2 because we just won. I predicted y'all to go 13 and 3. So y'all only should lose one more game. I really. I'm being realistic. I got us. That we, is realistic. Y'all schedule trash. We're going to lose to Your a team. Your schedule is we trash. Still, we already lost to the Bears. Who, who, are you gonna, who are y'all losing to? I won't be surprised if we lose to the Saints. I won't be surprised if we lose to the Chiefs. And who else? Rams, who else Vikings, Lions. I won't be surprised. Panthers, Falcons. We, I won't be surprised if we lose to the um, Vikings. Game, a game that we should win. Like, I, I got us two – Two games for sure are going to be games that we should not lose that we're going to lose, a.k.a. the Bears, for example. But y'all receivers was hurt. Godwin did not play. We're, we're, Antonio we're, Brown was not there. That's I'm why Antonio de- Brown was in the statement. I'm Antonio not Brown is going to play a key part. I'm not a delusional Bucks fan. I am realistic. I know we are the Bucks still at the end of the day. We are going to lose to someone who we should not lose to. So I'm keeping that in the back of my head, and I'm giving us a realistic 11 and five ending rate. If it's better than that, I'm hallelujah, thank you. I, I'm so glad. But being realistic, I'm gonna say 11 and five. I don't know. I don't think you realize how OP the offense is gonna be with this man on y'all team. I do, but I know we the Bucks still at the end of the day. So I ain't gonna be surprised. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you set me up for that. <laughs> You're trying to set me up to be like, hell yeah, yeah, we are gonna go undefeated for the rest of the season, and I'm gonna be looking sick if we lose on. <laughs> we gonna lose on Sunday, and I'm gonna be looking sick. I put not too wild, not too wild. Too wild, favorite team, but too wild. And that was seventy six percent too wild. There we go. A little more realistic. <laughs> the Washington football team will win the NFC East. Too wild. Not too wild. 64%. Not too wild. The Packers should have traded for a wide receiver at the trade deadline. Too wild, not too wild. You said should have? Should have. Too wild. It wasn't really nobody else other than Will Fuller. And I ain't want – I me personally, I wouldn't have went after Will Fuller. Y'all could have got A.J. Green too, but they don't want to bring him Oh, damn. All right. It wasn't like Will Fuller was the only one available. It's just oh. that was the one that was in conversation with them. Yeah, see. Okay, considering the fact he was the only one in conversation, I say too wild. If AJ Green was in conversation and it didn't work, I would have been like, not too wild. Not too wild. You should have traded for somebody, dog. You still need another piece. We already talked about it. 70% not too wild. All right. Alvin Kamara is the best running back in the NFL. Too wild, not too wild. Too wild. Not too wild. I don't see anybody better than that, man. Real shit. And the way he's carrying this Saints offense, uh, got to give it. Got to give it to him. He's right top now. three in the league right now. Because who would you have number one? McCaffrey ain't played all season. Uh, who else? Barkley ain't played all season. Damn that Dalvin or um, what you call Dalvin it? Dalvin uh, over Kamara? 
You yep. can do way more stuff with my man. You can, but right now, I'm low-key going with Dalvin, number one. High-key, Alvin Kamara should be MVP, in MVP conversations. The fact that y'all didn't have Michael Thomas since week one, and y'all five and three right now, and a lot of that is on the back of Alvin Kamara, he should be in MVP talks. Won't be top five or nothing like that, but he should definitely be in MVP talks. Uh, next one. James Harden will be traded to the 76ers in 2021. Not too wild. Not too wild at all, bro. That was 57% too wild. But I think that shit will I think that shit will happen though. I really do. Especially with Daryl Morey now. I don't yep. think that shit gonna happen. And uh last one. Jimmy G's time. Oh, not last one. We got some more. Jimmy G's time in San Francisco is over after this season. Not too wild. I already got the injuries. Plus, you ain't really been performing that well. It's like, uh, yeah, it, it's not too wild. I can see it happening. Not saying it will, because I don't know who else San Francisco will try to go after right now. Um, I don't even know where they listed in the draft right now, honestly. But um, yeah, not too wild. Not too wild. Uh, yeah, not too wild. I think they're going to go after um, Matt Ryan this offseason. I really do. I think they're going to end up trading for that man somehow and get him on the team. So I think Matt Ryan will eventually be there. All right, next one. That goes the, into my plan of Cam Newton going to Atlanta. You still Just on this? To say that. You still on this after what you posted? After what you posted today? When it happens. After what you it. posted today? Let me when read this. When it happens. Let me read this. Let me read this too. When Cam Newton is in an Atlanta uniform, I just want to hear um congratulations, Edgar. That's all after, I want to hear. I just want to hear congratulations. After what you posted today with this too wild, Cam Newton will never again be what he once was. Too wild or not too wild? I hit too wild. <laughs> I made it. I hit two wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I put two wild too. I put two wild. Uh what but what do you mean by that? It was a lot of the questions I was asking. Like, what do you mean by that? What he once was. Do you mean MVP Cam or just a, a good version of Cam like 2018? Well, when I say what he once was, not saying he would win MVP, but giving that caliber of play. Based on the fact that he's still – he's back 100% healthy. He looks fit as he – he looks damn near more fit than he did when he won MVP. Like, he's a vet in the league now. He's with Bill Belichick. It's like, damn, like, it's not crazy to think he could get back to that type of cam. But can he based off of what we've been seeing from him this season? It hurts for me to say. Not too wild, bro. Not too wild. Just being realistic and seeing what I've seen this season. Yes, Cam can still give you good football, but MVP level football, I think that is in the past. And we have to, we have to see a, a new Cam moving forward. And maybe it's just recency bias, seeing what I've seen with the, the lackluster talent with the Patriots, but it's just like something, something is definitely off, bro. Something is definitely off with him. I don't know what it is, but I don't think he will be that quarterback. And I don't think he has the arm strength that he once had as well. And I think that was a huge part of his game. So I would say, I would say not too wild. It hurts for me to say that, but I would say not too wild on that one. And that was 71% not too wild. Uh, Lamar Jackson has become ultimately predictable, and it's time to hit the panic button in Baltimore. Too wild, um, not too wild. 
too wild from what I said earlier. Um, he just has to find that next level in his game. I feel like a lot of people are panicking right now because we have, we have yet to see people stop Lamar and well, other than playoff pictures, but regular season wise, we have yet to see people stop Lamar until this season. So the fact that we're seeing it in the regular season now and not just in the playoffs, I feel like a lot of people are hitting the panic button, but I feel like this is the same type of transition that Michael Vick had to make of what's my next step. They know my game playing out. They know how I play. They got film on me. What can I do to take my game to the next level? I feel like once Lamar figures that out, they'll be on a whole different wave. Uh, not too wild. Not too wild. And I don't think they should be necessarily putting the pushing the panic button for him, but they should be pressing the panic button to get him a weapon or something along those lines. Like, they should have been somebody who was calling for A.J. Green or calling for Will Fuller or calling for Kenny Steers. They should have been one of those teams calling for a wide receiver. I know they signed Dez Bryant to the practice squad, but I don't think Dez Bryant is going to be like Cowboys Dez Bryant. Like, I, I just can't see it coming off from the Achilles and all that other shit. I can't see him being the old Dez Bryant. So I feel like they should have been one of the teams that probably should have got him a weapon to expand his game so he can throw to the outside more. But I don't think the panic button is necessarily on uh, in Baltimore, going on in Baltimore. But the weapons, the weapons have to have to uh, get upgraded. So I would go, uh, what I said, not too wild? Not too wild. Uh, yeah. What was the percentage on that? That was, it was 50-50. For real? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was 50-50. Yeah. At, at first, it was a lot of, votes. Um, at first it was a lot of, I think, not two wilds, and then it slowly turned into 50%. Yeah, it was 50-50, 16 votes. Uh, the Dolphins are a dark horse AFC playoff threat, two wild or not two wild. I hit not too wild. They second in the division right now. I predicted that. I predicted them to be second in the division behind the Bills. They look like they can low-key not run the table and go undefeated the rest of the season, but they can run the table and win majority of their games to possibly be the number one team in that division. So I feel like they can definitely get to the playoffs if Tua keeps giving us Tua time the way he has since he started this past Sunday. And I feel like they – didn't do anything. What? He didn't do anything. He got a dub. He got a he dub. Got a he wasn't a part of that dub. It was that defense. He got a dub. He that man a, had 89 yards day, passing. At the end of the day. That man had 89 yards passing. Did he get a dub, yes or no? He was not a part of that dub. He got a dub. I'm not going to put him in the reasons why they won. That's what I would say. I would did not put him up? in the reasons. Did huh? he give them any – was he a catalyst on that team in that game? No. Okay, then. He got the dub. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? No. You, you asked that wrong. Because you, you said, was he a catalyst for the win? I said, no. Okay, then. So he contributed. No. Catalyst <laughs> means he did contribute. No. Catalyst means – Catalyst is not – no. Whoa. Catalyst means he did contribute. No, it doesn't. Whoa. Go ahead. Catalyst. Get the definition. That increases the rate of a chemical reaction. Chemical yeah. reactions are bad. That's a catalyst. Yes, that's the, that's the definition. Chemical reactions are terrible. But if, no, 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 no. Increases the rate. Increases the weight of a win. Yeah, I know I was using it right. Yeah, catalyst. I've seen, I've seen too many people use that word. So it's a lot of people using that word wrong. You used it wrong. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> you used it wrong. I thought I was tripping. I was like, bro, I've used catalyst. Okay, I'll use hindrance. Damn, he was, a, <laughs> he was not a hindrance to the team. 
was not a hindrance. Don't try to change, nigga. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, nah. He was he was not a catalyst. He wasn't a catalyst. Was he a hindrance? Did he blow the game? No. But he didn't win the game. He game managed. He did what I said Jimmy G does most situations. He game managed. Trash. But he, uh, I think he will play better moving forward. But going against Aaron Dodd on your first game is not an easy matchup, bro. Not at all. But uh, Dark Horse AFC playoff threat. Mm, that's a tough one, bro. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Not too wild. It don't mean you think it's gonna happen, but it's not. Nah, because I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. Because I I really think that six playoff spots are already locked up. And I think that the Raiders will eventually get the seventh one. So that's why, because it's the Steelers, the Ravens, the, damn, who else is Titans. You got the Titans. You got the Colts, who's like five and three right now. You have the Raiders. You got the Chiefs. And uh, you got another team that I'm blanking on right now, uh, the Bills. And those, that's seven teams right there. So you got to overcome all those teams. And I just don't think offensively, that uh, the Dolphins are ready to be a, a threat to the playoff race. I don't think it is. They got a good win on Sunday, so shout out to them for getting that win. But I don't think that this this will continue moving forward. So uh, not too wild, or too wild, excuse me. But that was sixty nine percent. Not too wild, though. It was sixty nine percent. Not too wild. Uh, I'm gonna skip this one. This one was not needed to be put. Nigga oh, said. the jet. It was the jet. Yeah, one. the jet. It was one. it was hundred percent. It's hundred percent. Uh, nah, it was 86%. Not Damn, me. bro, who did? Oh my god, <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> I hate people. It's too many Browns fans out there. <laughs> I know whoever did that are Browns fans. I just know it. They're either Browns fans or they're from Ohio and they just didn't want to deal with the truth. <laughs> Funny, but I guess they're saying they're actually winning games, so it's like, how are we the Jets or the Jets have overcome the Browns? You're saying, yeah, oh, so I can see that. Oh, okay, yeah, that should definitely be not too wild then. That's definitely not too wild. <laughs> the that, NBA that, canceling next season's All-Star weekend is actually a good thing. Too wild or not too wild? Uh, what did I say? I said not too wild because I think we had this conversation off the pod about um, I feel like this gives the NBA an opportunity to change certain things about the All-Star game. Because we said this on the pod. We said this on we, the pod. We did. We said this on the pod. Yeah, we talked okay, about it last well, week. Yeah, I said it last week. I feel like it gives them an opportunity to change things about the dunk contest, whether it's adding things or changing the rules. Uh, you could probably create different skills competitions from what we're used to seeing. You could possibly inf- um, implement a one-on-one type of game situation to get people more excited to watch. You might not get the high-profile players that you want to do one-on-one, but you might find a new star that – wants to do um, one-on-one for the All-Star game that you probably wouldn't have expected. You might get a – who um, like who would make the All-Star game? Um, like Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill is a star, but he's not top five player in the league type star that would still bring noise to the, to the situation, you know. So it, it might be stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing because I don't think COVID should be passed around. I thought that's what you were trying to say by the question. This was another one I was confused by. Were you trying to say it's a good thing because they can reevaluate, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it could be for any reason. It ain't have to be because of COVID or anything like that. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, not too wild. Not too wild. And uh, last one. The Clemson Tigers are borderline dysfunctional without Trevor Lawrence. 
too wild. Not too wild. <laughs> too, too wild. Not too wild. They they pulled it together in the second half of that game, but first half, I'm looking like dysfunctional. <laughs> borderline, borderline dysfunctional. That means you're almost dysfunctional. They're not dysfunctional. Yes, they oh, they they were almost you you couldn't have been watching the same game. I anymore. was watching the same game, these, bro. The first these game, boys, Opus, you having a freshman quarterback play his first game. I don't care. The team was trash. You're crazy. It was bro. a trash team. I don't want to hear that. You see what happened in the second half, though. What happened? You in the were a five. What happened in what happened in the second half? You were a five star. You are a five star quarterback coming in the second. That don't mean nothing. You're literally the next person in that line after nothing. Trevor Lawrence. You still yes, you have does. no game experience. This is your first. You just throw it into the wolves, bro. It don't matter who you playing. You're going to struggle. He got to play this week against Notre Dame. And I'm telling you right but now. But he got game experience now. So they going to get clapped. Solid. I'm telling you he now. They're going to be finna solid. Get. Against so Notre Dame? They lose this weekend? Huh? You saying they lose this weekend? I bet you $5 Clemson lose this weekend. I swear to God. I bet you $5 You're right crazy. now. I bet you $5. Did you watch the second half? You want me to record this? Yes. I'm gonna record this. You ain't gotta record it. We can virtual shake, nigga. I'm cool. You know my money, you know my money good. I got five dollars. Five dollars that Clemson loses to Notre Dame this weekend. Yes. Because virtual Trevor Lawrence shake, is not nigga. playing. Hey nigga, virtual Trevor shake. ain't playing. Virtual shake, nigga. Yeah, man. Virtual shake, five dollars. Clemson $5 good. Clemson good, bro. He got game experience now. So he ain't worried about Notre Dame. I ain't even worried about Notre Dame. I'm really what? Not. What about just because they're ranked number four doesn't mean you should be it's scared. It's Notre Dame. This Man, is top Notre Dame done. This is a top football of. program in the league. Not the league. What has no What has Notre Dame done in the last decade that I should be scared of? They've been a football playoff threat. They may not have made the playoffs, but they're always a threat. Oklahoma is a football playoff threat and gets smashed every year. What are you saying? What I'm saying is. Clemson, I'm gonna say this right now. If Clemson lose to Notre Dame, I didn't put this on two wild Wednesday, but I was thinking it. If Clemson loses to Notre Dame and Trevor Lawrence is gonna miss possibly another week they after still that, make it. They they still st- make it. you think Clemson could get two losses and not and still two make the playoffs? Losses? What are you talking about? Two losses. I'm predicting them to lose another game after I feel like they're gonna they're lose. They're not another losing game. another game. They're gonna lose In to the Notre ACC? Dame. Huh? In the ACC, they're gonna lose another game. If Trevor Lawrence ain't playing after the Notre he Dame good game, after again, this one, though. he good after this one. We're assuming he good after this one. If he come back, then yeah, Notre Dame will be their only loss. But if he doesn't come back, I could definitely see Clemson losing another game. I'm not even gonna lie to you. They losing to Notre Dame. I'm telling wow. you that right now. Too wild. They Notre losing. Dame going Notre Dame. They're gonna fold. Uh, right. And I think, and I think Notre Dame is in the ACC too. So even if uh, Clemson was to lose this game, ooh, excuse me, they would still have to play Notre Dame and Clemson would still have to play in the ACC championship because Notre Dame is in the ACC this season. So they would have to play in the ACC championship and Clemson could still get another shot with Trevor Lawrence to play them and show them that Notre Dame ain't shit and they can move on to the playoff. You know what I'm saying? I can't, <laughs> I can't believe you're overlooking them like this. I can't believe Am I supposed to be scared? Yes, it will be a close game, but I'm not worried that they're I was about to say, this. you got to at least say it's going to be a close game. You talking like Notre Dame. You don't have your quarterback. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, your, it's your quarterbacks. For, because were they at home last game? I feel like Clemson was at home. I think so, yeah. Clemson was at home. So this will be the freshman quarterback's first road games. 
yes, he would have jitters. So it would happen the same thing that happened this past game. It would be a slow start. But I think their defense on the road versus Notre Dame. What has Notre Dame done? You looked borderline dysfunctional all because your quarterback was borderline dysfunctional. The defense looked like they didn't know how to play football in the whole first half just because Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. But there are two halves in football. They are, but I'm just saying we we we're not gonna ignore that. We can't ignore that. They shut them down the whole second half, and we're gonna ignore that? Because they finally got it under their feet. You can't do that against Notre Dame. You can't just fold in the first half against Notre Dame and just think you're going to come back out. And Have just... you watched the Notre Dame game this whole season? Not this season. No. Notre Dame ain't shit. I, I haven't watched majority of the games this season. I've only been watching but This Florida is what I'm games, saying, bro. Notre Dame ain't shit. Just because they're ranked number four doesn't mean they're the fourth best team in this country. It does not but mean it, that. It's Notre Dame. You act like they don't give you that top five, top six potential every year, though. They give you top six team in the league, in the, in the nation potential every year. They might be ranked in the top six, but I never take them seriously. Wow. That's crazy. I never took them seriously. Ever since Manta Teo them left, I ain't took Notre Dame serious since Manta Teo left. And even that season was a joke. So I don't even know. I can't Notre Dame. All, right. all they do is live off the past. That's all Notre Dame does. Give me my five dollars. Just give me my five dollars. Live off the past. It's all good. Just give me my all five dollars. Right. Beep. This is a quick ad break. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by State Bags. State Bags makes beautifully well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchase, State Hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to any American channel in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. They're trying to make a difference in local kids' lives, so definitely try to support to get ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling to next, State is offering our listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code POD at statebags.com. All right, but let's dive into the rankings of the week. What is your top five? Uh, I got Steelers number one. I got Bucks number two. Chiefs three. Mm, Seattle four, and I'll keep the Ravens in number five. I got the Steelers one, Bucks two, Chiefs three, Seahawks four, Titans five. Titans, Titans five. I still got to ride out with them Titans. Even though they had a bad loss, I feel like they're going to bounce back from it. So we had, we had the same one through four, just had a different five. Yeah, I feel like Titans going to be straight, man. I Titans going to be straight. Uh, and the picks of the week. Let's move on to it. We already talked about it. Last week was terrible. I think Edgar went six and eight. I went seven and seven. It was a terrible week. <laughs> terrible that's, week. That's changing this week. I might, only <laughs> lose, I might only lose two games this week. Don't mean to toot my own horn. But that's what's gonna happen. All right, bro. Let's dive into it, bro. Uh, the first one: Packers versus 49ers. Thursday night football. Packers. They're gonna redeem themselves. Packers. All right. Next one: Bears versus Titans. 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 Broncos versus Falcons. 
Stop asking me if it concerns the Falcons won last week. I bro. don't care. You have eight losses. I don't care. It's Atlanta. <laughs> I told you, I'm never picking Atlanta to win a football game ever again. So I'm going with the Broncos. I don't even know why you asked me. <laughs> they do this to me every time because they're playing trash. <laughs> they're playing trash comp or mid comp. Who, who, where they should beat the team, but this is the this is the game they lose. I'll pass. I'll move back onto it. Cause that, that's a tough one. That's what you mean pass? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean pass? You're that's the bro. The Falcons. I'm trying to get serious about these picks. Fuck it. Let me pick. Let me pick. <laughs> Falcons. God damn. I'm rocking with the Falcons, man. Jesus. Giants versus Washington. Uh. Washington Giants ain't winning two in a row. I mean, damn, they they just lost. I'm tripping. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. I'm going. This is, trash, this is trash record wise, but it's gonna be a good game. The Giants offensively has been actually playing well offensively too. Hey, it's their defense for me. The Giants the secondary, they corners. They man, Jabril Peppers was going crazy. He yeah. had, I ain't gonna lie, he had damn near all our receivers on lock. That man was all over the field, mm. all over. Excuse me, I got the Giants, man. Let me rock out with the Giants. I like what I've been seeing. And how do you feel about everybody having the criticism for Daniel Jones, bro? Do you think this is his last year in New York if they have a top 10 pick or something like that? I don't think it should be. I like Daniel Jones. Uh, He's just in that point in his career right now where he's trying to figure out what his niche is. Like, he's trying to figure out what his it factor is. And when mm-hmm. Bruce Arians after the game said he, he's a great young quarterback, he just tries to do too much. Exactly. I feel like what he, what he meant by that was, like, I feel like he meant exactly what I just said. He's trying to figure out what his game is. And he's doing everything right now. He's trying to do too much. Like he's trying to figure out what his game is, so I figure out. I feel like once he figures out what his game is, he'll be a good quarterback. I don't feel like they should try to move on from him yet. He's solid though, bro. But a couple of his picks was just bad, and they kept saying on the on the commentary, it's just like some plays you should just take a sack because yeah. a sack is better than actually getting a turnover. And both of his picks just could, should have been sacks, but he throws it into double coverage where it's just picks, and it's just like bad for your team. And it was in the bad positions too. Oh, oh, when I when I said when I said that about Jameis Winston, I was crazy, but okay. Jameis has I had eye surgery and Jameis did not have the same type of turnovers. When Jameis Winston can see. When Jameis Winston chose to throw picks over just taking sacks, I pointed it out and everybody said I was crazy. But Daniel Jones is doing it. Oh now we gotta criticize it. But what okay. what do you but what did you just say? You said J- Daniel Jones should stay. Huh? Okay, then Jameis should have stayed, is what you're saying. All right, moving playing on. Playing better in his first two years. Yeah, uh-huh. was in his first two years. Whoa, I wouldn't say that shit. Nah, talent wise, not statistics. If you look up statistics, it's gonna be in his favor. Mm, I still wouldn't agree there, but all right. You be trying, Jameis, man. That shit really getting out of uh, hand. Well, where, where is he right now on the bench? Thank you. About to be the starter in a couple of weeks. Lions versus Vikings. <laughs> 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 I got to go with the Lions. I'm not I'm, I feel like if I pick the Vikings, they're going to lose. I got to go with the Lions. A lot of toss-ups this week. Mm. This definitely a toss-up, but I'm going with the yeah, Lions. Yeah, this is definitely a toss-up this week. 
Hmm, why is it so tough? I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions. Tough ones. Panthers versus Chiefs. 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 Ravens versus Colts. Ooh. Lamar ain't losing twice in a row. I'll go with the Ravens. Ravens. Seahawks versus Bills. Seahawks. Damn. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. That's going to be a good-ass game. Um, It's going to be a blowout. I'm predicting it. Nah. That's going to be a good game. Ooh. Seahawks to the Bills. I'm going to go with the Seahawks, but that's going to be a good-ass game. Texans versus Jags. Oh, my God. That's a trash-ass game. I'm going Texans. <laughs> that's a trash-ass game. <laughs> it's going to be the Texans, though. <laughs> oh, please tell me that game not on TV. <laughs> no, nah, I probably ain't. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Raiders versus Chargers. Um, ooh, division game. Uh, I like the Chargers. Give me the Raiders. Dolphins versus Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm rocking with the Cards. Uh, looks like. Whoa, this might be game of the week. Steelers versus Cowboys. <laughs> you said it might be game of the week. It's at four twenty-five CBS. I think it is. Game oh, of the week. I, I thought you meant like from your perspective. <laughs> 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 And, uh, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh Steelers, yeah, Steelers. Yeah, Steelers definitely. Uh Sunday night football, Saints versus Bucks. 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 Uh Patriots versus Jets. Mm. Will Jets get their first win of the season? Patriots. Will Not Cam Newton? Not entertaining it. Will Cam Newton have to get clowned for giving the Jets their first win? Uh, Will Sam Darnold beat the team that he saw Ghost against? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> for real. Damn. Upset pick of the week. The New York Jets will give They will give the Patriots a 28 to 14 dub. I'm predicting that. Jets, Jets will get their first win of the year, and it'll be 28 14. The Jets are going 0 16, and they're drafting Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, now we're talking about college football. We already talked about it a little bit, and shit, what we talked about already is what I had down Clemson losing to Notre Dame. We already talked about it. Trevor Lawrence having COVID, yada, yada, yada. All right, Georgia versus Florida this weekend. Cocktail party, whatever they call it. How you feeling? Uh, largest cocktail party in the nation. Uh, or of the year, basically. Uh, and how are they doing tickets for this? I, how are they getting no tickets idea. for this? I have no idea. Um, I, <laughs> I ain't paid attention to nothing about tickets this whole year. Um, <laughs> damn. How do I feel? We should win because this is, this is five versus eight. By the way, Georgia's ranked fifth, and Florida's ranked eighth right now. We shouldn't have lost to their ass last year. We just completely folded last year. Florida had a great opportunity to win last year, and we just shot ourselves in the foot. 
And I feel like we're presented with the same opportunity this year for sure. Um, I'm going to go with Florida, but I'm going to be so pissed if we lose. Cause we, if we lose to Georgia, we're not getting in the playoffs. I, I predicted that a two-team, a two-loss team will make it to the playoffs this year, but Florida will not be a team that gets to have two losses and makes it to the playoffs. They're not going to I don't think that happens. I don't think that happens. What, a two-loss team get in? I don't think that happens this year. I possibly think, because I already know Clemson is getting in. In my opinion, I think Clemson getting in, Ohio State getting in. And what's Bama. the third team? Bama getting in. I think those are the three teams getting in. So the fourth one is the only one that I'm worried about right now. And that one is really tossed up. So I think it could either be an undefeated Pac-12 team, quote-unquote Oregon, uh, <laughs> Georgia, if they went out and beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, I could see Georgia getting in. And I could also see uh, who I said last week, BYU. Those are the three teams. So uh, Oregon, if they went out, uh, Georgia and uh, BYU are the three teams I think are susceptible to get that fourth spot in the, in the college football playoff, bro. So I don't think a two-loss team can slide in. I can't see it. Not with how I think. It's I feel be. like even if it is one of those teams, though, I feel like there's going to be one team in this playoff with two losses. I feel like people are going to try to argue them in, possibly if somebody has two losses like they always do. I feel like it always comes down to that. But um, I, I feel like this will be different, though, because everybody is only playing their conferences this year. And the competitiveness of just playing a f- full schedule of only your conference, that's different than the regular seasons that we're used to of having like four or five outer conference games I feel like that's going to be a huge factor because any SEC team if Bama got two losses you played SEC the entire year like I can't hold that against you I I can't if Bama loses twice they're not getting in no I'm, I'm just saying for example like SEC any SEC team I, I'll excuse y'all for having two losses and making it to the playoffs. I ain't going to cap with you because we have the hardest on conference in the league, in the nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, do they? Yes. Because if you look at the comp, the comp really ain't as crazy as it was last year. Because, put, uh, put Clemson in the SEC. Clemson is winning the SEC. Is that what you're you asking me? Undefeated? Is that what you're asking me? You think Clemson will go undefeated? If they go in the SEC, ooh, they're beating, that, they're beating. They're beating. Ooh, yes, yes. I think they will. They will beat the Alabama of this year. They will beat so the two, Alabama of this year. Let me give you. Let me give you the best Clemson team I can think of over the past three, two years ago. That the two, the Clemson team from two years ago with Trevor Lawrence, like making his debut, and they beat Alabama. Yeah. You think if they was in the SEC that year, they would have went undefeated still? The SEC, they, the SEC, you had LSU snapping, Florida was snapping, Bama, um, Ole Miss always give a fight. They give a fight to anybody, uh, even if they lose. Uh, who else is always comp in the SEC? Texas A&M always comp. That's five teams in the SEC that um, you got to play at least three of them. And you got Trevor Lawrence on your team. I don't care. I, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. Care. I don't care. yeah. And, the, and, hey, hey, and the way he beat Alabama in that championship game gave me even more confidence with what you just said. So, yeah. I'm, I, I would think they would win that division, too. I don't know. I don't see them going undefeated 
would they have the best record in the SEC? Still probably, yeah, but undefeated every year? No, I don't see no shit like that, no. Every year, no. But beating the SEC of this year is different than beating the SEC of those years. But I, I mean, this year, yeah, because it's, it's a lot of people out with COVID. LSU, damn near half of their roster went to the league. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's Georgia low-key in a rebuilding process right now. It, it's not the same. So, this season, yeah, I'd say I wouldn't be surprised. But we talk won't. about Trevor Lawrence a lot. But even those teams from Clemson a couple of years ago, those teams were still stacked. Like, mm-hmm. wide receivers were stacked. Offensive linemen, like, defensive players were stacked. So, even if even still – Take Trevor Lawrence out of it. I think they still winning the winning the shit. If you put Deshaun in that position, if you put damn Taj Boyd in that bitch from Clemson, I think they still running the table because the talent around him is at a damn surplus, bro. It's really too much talent. And that's why when they almost lost this weekend, I was feeling like I was going to hear hella excuses from a lot of people like, oh, no, nah, Clemson didn't have their star quarterback, so they shouldn't drop that far. It's like, no, nah, them niggas still got hella five stars around that young boy. They should still win against Boston College. I don't want to hear no excuses. So that's why I didn't want to hear that if they would have lost last week. But they have, they have too much talent around their quarterback position to ever complain or anything like that, bro. Way too much talent. Um, how do I feel about it? Did I already say it? Uh, Georgia versus Florida. How do I feel? How do I feel? I do not trust Florida, bro. That's something about Florida. <laughs> I could not jump on the bandwagon, bro. Like, I can't bet on this game. I'm a Florida fan, but I can't feel confident in it. Yeah, yeah I, I totally understand. And, uh, <laughs> I totally understand. And it's for terrible reasons. Like, I totally understand. It's hard. It's hard. It is, bro. Like, when is the last time we beat Georgia? I can feel like we, we ain't beat Georgia in a minute. We ain't beat them in the last three, four years. So, I anything over four years ago, probably. Yeah, we ain't beat them boys in a minute. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna rock out with. Are them boys suspended? Who was in that brawl last week? Uh, that I do not know. I don't. I ain't really been hearing nothing on that, so I guess not. I ain't. I ain't seen no Twitter updates or nothing like that. Mm. It's tough, bro. I'm gonna rock out with Florida since I'm a fan, but I, I will say this though: Kadarius Tony. Has to be the catalyst for this offense, bro. He is the one that gets this offense to uh, offense going. He is the Percy Harvin of this team. Hell if yeah. he's not going, the team it doesn't function. Yeah, you got Pitts, but Pitts be getting double team feel like every play. So, oh, Tony has to be the X factor of this game. He has to run the table, just like he did against Mizzou. He got to do some same type of shit this week too. So I'm gonna go with Florida. I, I I totally agree. He is the most dynamic player we've seen since Percy. Yeah. So we, we got to see bro shake the room or something, bro. He has to have a big game. Trash, I'm not worried. It's funny because I'm not worried about trash. I'm not really worried about the offense. It's the other side of the ball. It's the defense. <laughs> I'm worried about that worried defense. About the defense. Yeah, yeah, it's not even the offense. But okay. with Georgia, I ain't really worried about their offense right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, hey, our defense is where we lack, but their offense is where they lack right now. So mm-hmm. just it's going to be a battle of who can expose who weakness more. Come on, bro. We ain't beat them boys in four years. He got to tighten up. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that at least four years. It, it, no, it's been a minute, though. I'm about to say it might be more. It low-key might be more, not going to lie to you. That's what I'm saying. It's been a minute, bro. All right, bro, let's move on. I think it was some other good games going on. Let me let me run through some other ones. Hold on. It was some other good college games, too. This is going to be a good week for college football, so y'all definitely going to be sitting at home this whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU actually gets a test this week. 
BYU is ranked number nine right now, and they will play against number 21, Boise State, who is undefeated right now. So that's going to be probably their best competition of the whole season. So we yeah. get to see if BYU is a real competition. Uh, so nine versus 21. Who you got? BYU. We can run through some ranked matchups. We got Michigan at 23 versus Indiana 13. Who you got? Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Bad loss from Michigan last week. Terrible loss. Oh, my goodness. I keep think, telling people. Yeah. Ohio State and Michigan, that's not a rivalry. It's anymore. not. I don't want to hear that ever it's again. Do so you think what's name gonna get fired though? Harbaugh? Yeah. Ugh. He can't win the big game. Ooh, that's a good question. I honestly don't know. I mean, that's a situation where if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. But also if they kept him, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised because either way. Because it's like, who do you? Where do you go from Harbaugh? Like you really can't. That's go what I'm up saying. Like, Jim Harbaugh, like you can't really go up from him. But at the same time, he has warranted a firing over the last three, four years now. So I, I can't be mad either way, honestly. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, bro. Really, ain't been a rivalry in forever. Because I don't think in his tenure he hasn't beat Ohio State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and bro, so. it's, it's been a completely one sided game, damn near every time. So, <laughs> yeah, bro, it's something. Um, like, it's the best rivalry in on sports, like one, one of the best rivalries in college football. I'm like, no, it's not, at least for our generation. It damn so ain't been now before yeah. us, probably, but in my 23 years. Nah. Yeah, when Charles Woodson was there in 1998, <laughs> <laughs> that's when they were good. <laughs> that's when they were good. But that was a long time ago. But yeah, um, I was listening to uh, Joe Clatt. He be coming on the herd sometimes talking yep. college football, and he was talking about Michigan fans just have unrealistic expectations for the team. They're they college cowboy the, fans. Yeah, it's the same thing basically <laughs> because you put the Michigan in like the Ohio State tier because of their recruiting and their coaching, but they're not on that level like the Ohio They're States, the Clemsons, and the all. Alabamas. They're not on that level. They can't and beat them. I really hate the fact that a lot of times they put Florida and Michigan damn near neck and neck. Florida is a far better team, like a far better recruiting team and all that than Michigan in my eyes, like honestly. like mm. So the fact that over the past three, four years, they would rank Michigan above us or right under us to where it's like they were a threat to take our spot. And I'm like, Michigan not even like that. Like, why why do they give actually, favoritism to Michigan? I would I would honestly throw them in the same boat. I would throw them in the same boat. Because the same I mean, questions I have about Florida, I have about Michigan. I would say, would you say that because the way we are with Georgia the same way they are with Ohio State? Exactly. That's why I would say it, bro. That's exactly why I would say it. But at it. least we give a competitive fight with Georgia. <laughs> like it with Michigan. But we don't win, though, bro. We don't win. Okay, that's true, but with Michigan, I just be looking like we know how this gonna go. <laughs> we just know how this gonna I go. think that's because you're a Florida fan and you have hope going into the game. I feel like a Michigan fan probably looks at Florida and Georgia and has that same mentality that you have with the Ohio State Michigan. Like nah, that shit damn not even a rivalry. Like, Michigan, Michigan fans, they really be thinking they're gonna win. <laughs> right? At least with Florida, I'm realistic and be like Come on now, we we have to win. We need to win. Michigan go in like, oh yeah, we're gonna win. It's us. <laughs> this is our year. They say <laughs> this that every year. year. This is our year. Like, I don't even I don't say that with Florida. I'll be like, we should win. We should win this game. Yeah. I ain't gonna say we automatically are, but Michigan, they're like, Ohio State, they're undefeated so far. Top four team in the league. 
Yeah, we, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we got it. That's no. Yeah, we got too much talent. We got too much talent. <laughs> get smacked. What? Y'all niggas trash. All right, bro. Let's move on to the NBA, bro. Been a lot of rumors about James Harden to the 76ers. We already talked about it last week. Don't have to dive too deep into it. Uh, do you like the fit? With uh, Philly? Yeah, I think in a lot of trade scenarios I was seeing, I was seeing them trade Ben Simmons for Harden. And you know I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've been seeing if they were to make a trade. So who would you trade out of Simmons and then be for Harden? Uh, who did I say? We talked about this last week. Um, I think we did. I thought we did, too. Damn, who would I? Damn, did I say I would trade him beat? Would I, I trade would him? Trade him beat. I would trade him beat. I can't remember who I said I would trade. Yeah, I would trade him beat. I think I said I would trade and be if I had to choose who I was going to trade. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would go and be too. Uh, and the next one would be Drew Holiday fits, bro. So Drew Holiday has been openly discussed in uh, trade rumors recently, bro. So what do you think is the best fit moving forward? Mm. Drew, Drew, Drew. Damn. Who needs him? I feel like a lot, of, a lot, a lot of teams can use him, bro. A lot of teams. Phoenix finally Phoenix. help out. Finally help out Devin Booker. I've been saying, I've been saying Phoenix need one more piece. Phoenix ain't bad, honestly. That's not it, a bad. They're fit. not bad. They're not a bad fit. They're not a bad fit. Could you possibly pick somewhere where he could fit better? Yeah, but I feel like Devin Booker needs one more piece. So I feel like that would be my top destination. And then, like I said before, they're on the uprise. They could be. A, a six or a seven seed easily in the playoffs next year for the West. That ain't bad. Sounds ain't bad. Sounds ain't bad. Destination. I could definitely see that, bro. I could definitely see that. If, if I could probably think of somebody better off the top of my head, I might. But so far, Phoenix is the best choice in my eyes for him right now. Yeah. My best fit would be the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks is the best fit for a lot of dynamic guards, especially two way guard like a Drew Holiday. If you trade Bledsoe away and you get Drew Holiday, that's an upgrade most definitely. And I think you need somebody with that type of consistency every game. You know what you're going to get on both sides of the ball. Playmaking, scoring, got the three-point shot. Everything that you need so Giannis can go to the next level when it comes to moving up in the playoffs and things like that. So I think the Bucs would be a good fit, honestly. But I like the Phoenix move, bro. I didn't even think about the Suns. Because everybody been – saying that Devin Booker need to get out of Phoenix, like, he can't win in Phoenix. I'm like, do y'all not see this young group that they got right now? Like, this this is a legit team. And we seen in the bubble, they went undefeated, like, for the last eight games of, um, of the bubble. Yeah. Not, not the last eight games, but um literally the whole time they were in the bubble, they were undefeated. So I'm like, damn, like, this is for real. This is a for real team. They could be a six or seven seed in the playoffs next year, and they could pose a threat to maybe go to the second round. You know what I'm saying? If they play good enough, uh, mm-hmm. depending on whoever they play. Yeah. The real problem with the Suns every year, bro, is just like health and just stupid shit. I think uh, wasn't earlier this season, Aiden suspended for like the first 25 games for some stupid shit. So yeah. it's like shit like that really be fucking up their season in its tracks early. And I feel like this was the year last season was really the year that they should have made the playoffs. The AC was up for grabs and it should have been the Suns. They got up to the day because I remember – their first game, they blew out somebody good. Mm-hmm. And we have made a podcast, bro. That was one of our first ones. We were like, are the Suns actually good this year? And, this shit? Yeah. and then the season really went down here after that, after Aiden got suspended. But I think if you have everybody healthy, Rubio, 
uh, Booker, Aiden, Oubre, everybody healthy. Because even in the bubble, they didn't have Oubre. <laughs> they didn't even have Oubre. So if you have I, I everybody like healthy. I really like Oubre. Oubre got, man, jumping out the gym type yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. So if everybody healthy, bro, I, I can easily be, see them being the seventh seed next year. And we have to discuss, bro, who because who is going to make the playoffs? Because that Western Conference is going to be stacked next year, bro. I know we say that every year, but this is going to be a different, different level if everybody stays healthy. This is going to be a different level of competition, bro. Like, you think you're going to Minnesota and getting an easy dub. It's like, yeah, no. Nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> they, they got D-Rust. They got Towns. They got the number one pick. It's like, you got to – no, it's going to be a hard-fought game there. You got the, um, the Pelicans. Pelicans going to be the Pelicans. Uh, you got the Suns going to be feisty. You got the Grizzlies going to be feisty. You already got the top teams like the Blazers. Uh, the Spurs always going to be around. You got the Warriors back in contention. Got both L.A.s. Both L.A.s. You got Denver. the uh, – Huh? Denver. Denver going to be around, bro. You got the Jazz still going to be around. You got uh, – and we're missing some teams, but it's like, bro, that's what I just named, 12 to 13 teams? And that are not going to be easy dubs. Only reason we're not naming Houston is Houston. We, don't know, we don't know if James Harden going to stay. If yeah. he stays, then we'll name Houston. But yeah. if he doesn't stay, you you might be able to just throw Houston out of that. But still, that's like 12 to 13 teams. 12 almost. to 13 teams, bro, in the Western Conference, bro, that are not going to be easy dubs. The only easy dubs are going to be what? The uh, – who in the West? Um, blanking on somebody? We Western Conference. Oh, you got Dallas you got to worry about with Luka. Oh, oh my goodness, bro. Oh, oh, my God. Hold on. Let me look at the whole conference. conference Let's look this up. Damn near the whole conference? Yeah, bro. The whole, that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, the Western Conference, you got the – oh, the Thunder might be ass, though. Well, I think they're going to trade Chris Paul eventually. Let me see. Let me see. Bro, look at this shit. Oh, the Kings probably going to be at the bottom again. Oh, yeah, Kings ass. Kings. But uh, that's it, bro. That's really it. The Kings and maybe the Thunder if they trade Chris Paul. If they trade Chris Paul, I can see them down there. Everybody, everybody else is a competition. It depends who they trade him for, though. It depends who they trade him for. Obviously, they're going to trade him for picks. Oh, just for, yeah, okay, yeah. If it's just for picks, then yeah. But if they trade him for another player, depending on who they trade for, they mm-hmm. might be trash. But the Kings, the only trash team on him. Only one. And only one, bro. And then what? The Kings was 12th. They was above the Timberwolves and the Pelicans. If James Harden is traded from the Rockets, the Rockets will be trash. I'm just going to say that now. But look um, at this, bro. You got the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs, the Pelicans, the T-Wolves. And you got the Warriors, everybody healthy. That is 14 teams in the West that are not going to be easy dubs. It's going to be a slug match every I ain't gonna, I ain't going to lie to you. If Braun somehow, someway makes it to the finals again, Next season, everybody healthy and he make it. Goat debate is over. It's over at that point. This shit gonna be it's crazy, over. bro. Yeah, this West, this Western Conference is crazy. This this year, everybody wanted to criticize. I ain't gonna hold this season against them. Everybody, because everybody had to face the same type of shit. Everybody was going against COVID, and we all had to deal with what we had. And yeah. other the Clippers folded, so they ain't LeBron fault. The Clippers folded, yeah. but I ain't holding this year against them. But next year, for damn sure, 
when everything kind of low key back to normal and everybody healthy and everybody back, if LeBron does this again and is a top three team in the West and makes it to the NBA Finals, I don't want to hear shit. I don't want to hear shit about this man. Like I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear no type of excuse or nothing. I don't want to hear. It. Yeah. And it depends on how they they do it. We don't know how they're going to play the season either, if they're going to do it in bubbles and shit like that. So is everybody going to play everybody in the Western Conference? That's something that we're going to have to see as well. But if everybody playing everybody, this is the, the, probably the hardest Western Conference I've ever seen. I mean, even if everybody don't play everybody, everybody's healthy, and it's back to a you're going to play at least most of everybody. You may not play everybody, but – you're going to play majority of the people in your conference down there. Jesus, bro. <laughs> that shit, 14 deep. My goodness. All right, bro. Let's move on to social media wants to know. Only got one question for this one. Where does LaDainian Tomlinson rank among the greatest running backs of all time? Where does he rank? Uh... I had to think about that for a while. He he in the six through ten range for me because I, I voted on the poll. Uh, you can definitely make an argument he top five. Like um, but based off of the poll that I was given, off the top of my head, I hit six through ten. Um, mm. but I probably would put him in my top five. I ain't gonna lie to you. I I probably put him in my top five. I wouldn't be mad if you put him six through ten though, because it's understandable. Because when I when I was like, damn. Is he top five? I was like, just naming backs off the top of my head. I was like, AP, Bo, Barry, Emmett, and um, what's called it? Uh, who was five? Um, AP, Bo, Barry, Emmett. It was one more. Gary, Gary, not Gary. Sweetness. Um, Walter Payton. Was it? Walter, that's what it was. Walter Payton, yeah. It was. A, <laughs> I said, I said Gary Payton. Damn. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's not <laughs> Walter <laughs> Payton. <laughs> it, it's a, it was another person too that I was thinking of. I was like, damn, who else am I thinking of? I got Jim Brown in there too. It wasn't Jim Brown. I was thinking of somebody else. It don't matter though. But I, I definitely did name five off the top of my head. I was like, he can crack that top five. But if you don't have him crack it, I wouldn't be mad. This is my top five, bro. And I, and I do have him in my top five. Top four, actually. Barry Sanders, number one. Number two, AP. Number three, Walter Payton. Number four, LaDainian Tomlinson. And number five, I got Jim Brown, bro. That's my top five. I'm sticking to it. He is a top four running back, in my opinion. This is somebody who born in 98. I don't know about all them old niggas. I really don't fuck with Emmitt Smith, but that's what I'm rocking with, bro. This is my five. That's my five. I love everybody in my five. I had to put AP in my top two, though. Still one of the greatest hey, I've ever I gotta seen. You got to put AP in top five, period. Yeah. AP has to be in the top five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to, bro. Got to, got to, got to. And Barry Sanders. You said Barry Sanders won? I know. Uh, I wasn't ranking him, but I, I did have him in my top five. Yeah. Bro. I want to talk about Antonio Gates real quick, though. I was watching Antonio Gates play basketball because, you know, he was a basketball player at Kent State. He yeah. didn't even play football until he got to the NFL. Right. He was a basketball player at Kent State in Ohio, bro. And he carried that team to an Elite Eight in 2002. Kent State. 
mm-hmm. from the MAC conference. Yeah. Like, bro, Antonio Gates, bro. It's funny because I was just watching the game randomly, bro, because I did not know that, bro. I knew he played. I knew he I didn't played, know he, but I didn't know about all that, though. Bro, I did not know he took a team to an elite eight, bro. That shit blew my mind. It really did. And like I said, he didn't even play football. He was league ready, though. He was yeah. averaging like 20 and 8 at Kent State, bro. Going up against real comp. <laughs> I'm like, man. Antonio Gates, top three tight end probably all time. But he, he, was, was, he, was, he was, ooh, top three? Top oh, three, probably. Yeah. Top three? You talking I, have, I have Gronk, Tony Gonzalez, and then, yeah, uh, uh, Antonio Gates. Ooh. That's not bad, but I feel like I got to think for a minute and see if we forgetting anybody. Nah. <laughs> you probably could put Shannon Sharp in there, but uh, I'm, I'm – Oh, yeah, right hell now. yeah, hell yeah, 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 yeah. Shannon Sharp. I'm about to say, we forgetting somebody. We forgetting Unk. I got to have Unk in my top three. I got to. I bang with Gates way more, man. I bang with Gates, especially after what I learned, found out with this basketball. Oh, he solidified top three. <laughs> he solidified top three. Now, after what I found out with this basketball now, shit. Top five? Yeah, that that's you could put Antonio Gates top five, but I don't know. With tight ends, you gotta do a lot of research. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie to you, because they tight he ends don't the stats. He got the stats to compare yeah, to anybody. Though. He got the stats, but it's like you got stats plus actual talent plus it, I don't know. It, it, it's the same way we do it every other position. But it's the thing about Antonio time. Gates, he didn't really have playoff success. Yeah. So niggas will hold that against him. But I mean, what's name didn't either though. Uh, Tony Gonzalez didn't have a lot of playoff success, but he's still like the best tight end of all time. Saying, he had a lot so, of records though. So. Yeah, he has a lot of records though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think uh, Antonio Gates still holds the record for touchdowns, uh, career touchdowns. So I mm-hmm. think he still holds that record as well. So, but yeah, he might he my top three. But I did not know that about Antonio Gates, bro. He averaged twenty and eight, and I watched the full game, and this man was hitting threes, posting niggas yeah. up at six five. <laughs> that man was crazy, bro. That man was crazy. But uh, yeah, I think that's it for the pod. I think that's all I got. We already talked about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you got for past the ox? Ooh, past the ox, past the ox. What do I got? What I've been listening to? Uh, I've been on my Drake flow lately. Been preparing for Certified Lover Boy. Um, uh, what song? Too much. Yep, too much by Drake from nothing was the same. I'll put that on the alts Should've for the day. Should have been fucking that pound cake, my boy. Should have been fucking that pound cake. I don't know. Something about too much. Just I, I needed the message. I needed the message. <laughs> Facts. And uh, I got Drillarama by Armani Cesar featuring Benny the Butcher. Go listen to that song. First of all, do not listen to the song on YouTube. The shit sounds completely different on YouTube than it does on <laughs> Apple Music. I, I swear to God. Like, they added something to the YouTube version that's not on the Apple Music version. Listen to the Apple Music and Spotify version. That's, that's the one that sounds the best. I don't know what they did on YouTube. But listen to Apple Music. The shit is fire, bro, definitely. Armani Cesar and Benny the Butcher, Drillerama. That shit slaps. But I think that is it for the podcast, bro. Do you have anything else? Uh, nope. Oh, um, be on the lookout. We will have our winners coming on eventually, hopefully with the, over the next week or so, uh, Denisha Thornton, Larry Williams, and Joe Sattler. Joe Sattler. Yep. Those are the three winners that we have from our, um, uh, anniversary contest that we did. So be on the lookout for them. We'll have them on to talk about whatever they want to talk about. And hopefully 
we could probably get Denisha on sometime next week. And then Larry. We're talking about top tier black shows. We're going to go through all the tiers and yes, give you all the tiers for black shows. Because we always talk about top five shows, but we're going to give you all the tiers. We're going to go through all the black shows, or most of them, and rank them. Like, what, what show is in this tier? What show is in this tier? What show is in this we, tier? We can do, like, what, tier, tier one through three or four? So, yeah, about four tiers. About four tiers, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit gonna be raw, so y'all definitely check that out. It should be next yeah. week, something next week sometime. I got, I got a lot of underrated stuff. I want, I want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. of underrated stuff. We gonna, we gonna pull up, we gonna pull up all the black shows, bro. So definitely tune in for that one, bro. But yeah. uh, you can definitely hit them with the social media, right? Now. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore Podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and Sign E Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the notification bell and hit all so you can see anytime that we drop new episodes. Our email, qandepodcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries, questions, concerns, fan mail, or anything like that. We'll get back to you on there as soon as possible. You can follow Quincy on Twitter at q underscore hicks3. You can follow me at edgarmartin97. You can follow Quincy on Instagram at qhicksproduction. And you can follow me at edgarmartinofficial. And yeah about it yeah and subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms we're on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, uh spotify bro iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts we are there definitely check us out subscribe to my youtube channel just type in quincy hicks into the um search bar on the first name that comes up 75 subscribers bro we are moving every week we moving up every week bro we got to keep on grinding i'm gonna start posting more consistently there i've been posting once a week but I'm going to start posting twice a week, bro. Got to get these subscribers up, bro. I like the uh, the movement I've been seeing. And road, the same type of movement. Road to 100 for you and road to 200 for the own. Um, road road to 200, bro. Because I think we're at 118 on the podcast channel. So definitely keep on subscribing. We're going to keep having po- uh, contests in the near future. And we should have a um a website coming soon, too. Yeah. So we can have a mailing list and things like that, bro. So definitely be on the lookout for all of that, bro. Uh, But we appreciate y'all for listening. And we out. Peace.